Hey! This week, we continue Bug Month with the movie The Fly. Mel and I are discussing David Cronenberg's The Fly from 1986. Oops. I think it's 1986. Yeah, it's 1986. I got it right. With uh, Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. And we talk about how much we love that movie and how gross it is and how complex it is and how interesting of a filmmaker David Cronenberg is. We really go deep on this movie. Um, We had a great time talking about it. Um, Yeah, we hope you dig it. Uh, Also discuss, Melissa continues Masters of Horror. She's watching all of the episodes of Masters of Horror as she's never done so before. She did not do it back in 2005 or since. So she's discussing episodes 11, 12, and 13. Uh, I talk about Unhuman, which was released a little while ago, 2022, and I also talk about 2015's body horror, another body horror bug movie called Bite. Um, Disclaimer, Uh, we started recording and I wasn't recording Melissa, I screwed it up, Uh, so we got about like five, ten minutes in and we had to go back and redo it, so um, yeah, we talk about it a little bit too much, (laughs) Uh, it might be annoying, I don't know. But uh, yeah, we had to like redo the intro, and we weren't happy about it. So you'll get to hear all that. Um, I think that's it. There's like two in our, there's two meatball the dog interruptions in this, I think too. So anyway, pretty uh, run of the mill episode then, right? Uh, I think that's all I have to say, right? I think that's it. This is Forsaken Cinema, episode ninety six. Remember the last time we did this uh, a few minutes ago? You know, with the banter, oh, yeah, and the good there. banter that we had. It's not. It's now. It's going to be <laughs> lacking so hard. So this is what happened. We just recorded like mm, five, ten minutes of the show, yeah, and it was great. It's going very thing. well. And then I realized that I was not recording Melissa. Wow. Because I'm a big stupid idiot. Yep. And now instead of the cool banter that we had when we recorded the first time, you have me explaining what happened. And this isn't this isn't good podcasting. This is terrible. Are you going to tell them about the bugs again, <laughs> or are we just? Yeah, I'll talk about the bugs again. Yeah, bugs. This, is, yeah, this, this is the intro. This okay. Sorry, guys. This one's Chuck's fault. Let's force banter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, funny bug. Bugs. <laughs> oh, bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Bugs. <laughs> oh, how disappointing, man. I'm your host, Chuck. And I'm your horror co-host, Mel. Indeed you are, and this is the weekly horror movie <laughs> podcast in which Mel and I discuss our favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies from all corners of the genre, determined by a monthly theme. <laughs> and What's this month's theme, <laughs> That buddy? theme this month is bugs. Bug. It's bug month. Bug month. Which, so I just say all this shit again. You do. Tell everybody what right. you do, you fucking weirdo. I've, all month since we started this, I, every time I see a bug, I say, bug month. Yeah, and wow. it's fun, and I it, recommend it. It was funny the first time you told <laughs> okay, me. Okay, we got to stop talking about the first time. It's gone. It's, it's lost. like the first Lost forever. Time. But yes, I, <laughs> I do recommend saying bug month every time you see a bug. Bug month. And then we talked about why yeah, people lan- don't like bugs. We did, but, but there, I started with uh, me saying there was a lanternfly. And I said, destroy. Yeah, dude, they suck. 
even and though you, they're so cool looking. And you mentioned they were cool looking, and I agreed. And then, this is stupid. <laughs> this sucks so How bad. about we just jump into it? Um, so yes, bug month. We will bug be talking month. about bugs. We're yes. going to stop talking about bugs now, but we're still going to talk about bugs later. All bugs all the time for June. And um, no, I, I did want to re- re- go over the... So this movie, this week's movie arguably is not a bug That's movie. what we said, yeah. What is this week's movie? The Fly. David Cronenberg's I like the way you said the it because I was just, just saying that so the <laughs> listeners knew. Okay. Even though it'll be on the title when they click on the episode, That's right? True. It's the <laughs> very 97th episode and <laughs> we're revealing the fly. Yeah, that's what it normally says. I know. Um, but yeah, this is this is a body horror movie involving a fly. The correct. Yes. But it still counts. I feel like any movie, horror movie with a little bug in it, it's a bug movie. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, it's called The Fly. Yeah. So it's a bug movie. By David Cronenberg, um, possibly one of the most interesting directors. Oh, yeah, certainly. Uh, not just in horror, just like in anything. Yeah. Guy has a very unique, not only does he have a very unique approach to filmmaking in general, but then he takes a lot of because I mean, there's 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 filmmakers that have a similar approach to him, but he takes what is this? That's nothing. That's a long ass. He word. takes a bunch of like weird themes that aren't mm-hmm. normally like you know the whole psychosexual stuff yes. and like all that stuff, and he takes all that on top of everything and just it, everything he makes is just so fucking interesting. It, yeah, it's definitely like what's going on up there in that brain of yours, buddy. Yeah, he is. Uh, he has a very and in- thanks for sharing interesting mind. <laughs> yeah. Yes, quite. Yes, so. Um, and he is fascinated by insects, and they come up uh, in some of his other movies, too, I think. But anyway, bugs and body horror yeah. go very well, hand in, go hand Certainly. in hand very well. Because they're skeevy, both they, of yes. bugs and body horror. They get gross. in your crevices, yeah. like you said. Under your skin. Under Yes, Ooh. some of them literally get under your skin. Um, and again, I know we just talked about this, but why do you think... <laughs> Try to give a different answer to these last time. Why do you think human beings are so afraid of bugs? Well, you know, I think because bugs are so small. <laughs> That's the exact same thing you said. I know. I but you have a point. They are so creepy little. They can bigger, get in places. You don't crush. No, I don't. I don't know. There's just fears like built into <laughs> people. People have like fears of all kinds of random things. But why? Why bugs? They're why are that, we naturally inherently scared of bugs? Like I said, that no one here heard. Because um, people also, you have misinformation about bugs. Some bugs are great for the environment. And, you know, you don't get that. People aren't told that. They just see a bug and they're like, oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> kill it. It's bad. Destroy, which is stupid. I think like, like not liking the harmless ones and being afraid of like the harmless ones is possibly misinformation. But I, I definitely think, think it is, though. I still think that, like I said before. <laughs> Um, they're just so foreign. They're so different. Their skeletons are on the outside of their body. It's not cool. Their reproductive, uh, uh, most of their reproductive cycles are weird and gross. Sometimes the reproductive cycles actually take place inside of other animals and Mm -hmm. that's disgusting. And like, they're very, they're very intrusive and they're, they can be very violating and because they're so small and they're, they're usually, I mean, not gonna that, do good things to your body they if got like extra leggies and extra eyes all, and we yeah, just don't understand they just look gross and and they're just so far away from like it's almost like how did we evolve on the same planet how did us and bugs like how did we come up together like we can trace 
a lot of stuff about you know we're very similar to to apes and mm-hmm. and m- monkeys and you know we have other animals that we're similar to like dolphins are super duper smart and yeah. so are dogs and like we all kind of share mammals and even reptiles and we all kind of you know yeah have the same thing going on but bugs bugs throw all that shit out the window and they're just mm-hmm. fucking weird and they like like i said like you can look at a bug and be like where like where did this come from i don't know i think you could be uh you could be from a bug i what just you <laughs> just me yeah. I, I don't look like a bug I would like to if squish you. If one of us you. looks buggy, it's you. I would you have like glasses, to... <laughs> you're little. I would like to squish you with my foot. <laughs> okay, so that's really what you're saying. You don't yes. think I'm like a bug, you just want to squish me. You want to crush me. Yes, I not in a fun, sexy way I was going to say, because oh, there's a whole fetish for that. <laughs> <laughs> Crushing videos, the, okay. the giantess videos. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? I'm into it. Love oh, it. Would okay. love to be stomped on by a giant woman. <laughs> me too, I think. Okay, moving on. <laughs> just kidding, I really... I'm not. <laughs> you're not. Really? Really? I'll try anything. You're in like the smothering and the... <laughs> With them thighs. Okay. Back to body horror. Okay. We're getting to another form of body horror. Don't cut this out. I'm not. Um. So, yeah. Body horror, bugs, the love fly, it all. Yes. Gross. We We're going to be, be talking about that. the fly in just a little bit. But first, what'd you watch? How are you? What'd you watch? Okay, great. Check my input. <laughs> check your what my input your input am i on one? Oh yeah you're good i'm yeah sorry i'm just fucking i'm with sorry you. everyone that's that's really don't that apologize really they don't even know it was basically they only know because we told it them. was pretty much the same conversation as we had it was just yeah. a lot less natural <laughs> um so i watched a few things i'm doing great by the way thank you you're welcome <laughs> I watched you, a- you've been really crushing at the gym i see your uh, posts it's kind of inspirational i've been going for a couple of months now oh, and six days a week are you noticing any change? Any differences? Uh, yeah. I at first I'm like, nah, nothing. Now I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying to get muscles. Like, <laughs> nice. Yeah. How long have you been going now? Uh, a couple months. Couple months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's been great. Six days a week. I get up in the morning. Six days a week yes. in the morning. I'm fucking around. Damn, Give you are like not six, fucking 30. around. Uh, I feel really good. It just puts me in a better mood. Yeah, honestly, for sure. And I just, you know, I gotta get out and fucking do something. One step at a time, my buddy. Melting body. One step at a time. <laughs> you got this. Mm, maybe. But thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for noticing my post. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so I watched some things. I actually. Bug <laughs> Sorry. I got around to watching the sadness. I know you talked about that last yes. episode. What'd you think? So I won't go too much into it. Well, the Fucking movie was batshit crazy. Crazy, right? Insane. So much violence and gore. The pacing was great. It was like. Oh my god! Yeah. It right like out the ended gate. like before I. I was like, wait, we need more. Yes. I love more. Give me more destruction. That movie is so crazy. If you blink, like the yeah. movie's over, it feels like. Oh, because it's, it's just not amazing. Yeah, it was disgusting. Especially, uh, obviously, I'm not going to spoil anything. There was one scene I will say. Uh, oh, you knew the where scene. You know the scene. Whole, no, 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 I'm not going to tell you, but what happens? I'm just going to say an eyeball used to be somewheres, and now it's not, and things happened, and oh my god! I told I you, I told you like, know that scene. You, I was like, you get to that scene, you'd be like, oh, this was the scene Chuck was talking yes, about. I was seriously like, Michael actually stayed out here. I was like, you can't come in. You're to not watch allowed this. to watch that movie. I, he like stayed out here, and he was like on his computer, and he was just like, I just kept hurting you, going like, oh my god, <laughs> and like gasping, and I really did. I was just like, like I was like, no, don't do it, don't do yeah. it like multiple times yeah. it's gross um, did you like the blood orgy at one point dude, with all this? that was great <laughs> yeah so nasty so disgusting and the ending was w- amazing i thought i'm glad it wasn't like happy oh, dude um the oh, I don't acting it. i won't the acting was phenomenal is, the Even ending the, is 
gut-wrenching. The main two characters. Because the whole movie, you're rooting for them to get back together. And then what happens at the end? Dude, oh my. I was just like, oh, I did not see and it's that gross. coming. Uh, yeah, not at all. Dude, and like the last shot was incredible. Yeah. Um, the Honestly, my only complaint is that I think the name, the sadness, was dumb and a bad choice. And that's it. The movie's perfect. I think it had something to do with the translation. Because it's yeah. a Taiwanese movie. Yeah. So I feel like maybe it was directed or directed um um interpreted uh-huh. wrong perhaps that's the only thing i think of because there's nothing about the sadness in the movie at all i guess some people are sad uh the I think movie it was, incredible I, think it was I absolutely recommend it for people who can handle movies that are not for the faint of heart when are we going to make some movies for the faint of heart <laughs> I just feel so bad for those there's people. there's got to be some out there they're right? not allowed to watch a lot of movies some wholesome it's a wholesome <laughs> horror Wholesome horror Goose that is for the fan of heart. Goosebumps. <laughs> Anyways, the sadness was amazing. I'm glad I took the time to watch it. Yes. Go watch it on Shudder. If you don't have Shudder, what the fuck are you doing? Shudder is great. Yeah, and they constantly adding new stuff. So, yeah. And then let me talk about the three episodes of Masters of a Horror oh, that I watched. watched three. I watched three because it's the last three of the first season. And I didn't oh, want to leave. I you were done with the first season. No, oh, I've okay. been taking you my time. You don't want to leave one. I didn't want to leave one left over. So we'll start with season one, episode 11. Pick me up. That's what it's called. Before so, you go, go. <laughs> sorry guys don't like no i'm not what a you good singer Wham. you guys don't want to you used do to this. sing all the time on the show you were constantly singing but i wasn't good it was fun though uh yeah but people don't want to hear that that's life that's life anyways what moving on okay. we ain't got yeah, that sorry sorry go ahead before your friends show up my friends i don't know them i don't know these people i just play <laughs> drums for them T- drums <laughs> that was in quotes guys why because <laughs> he's no, you're, you're good. I can't say you're not drummer. bad. Yeah, I can't say here. you're not good. I'm fucking great. So anyways, pick me up. <laughs> pick uh, me up. In the middle of nowhere with only a two-lane highway to connect it to anywhere. I didn't write that. A recently divorced <laughs> woman traveler. See, these synopsises are goofy. Who's a passenger on a bus that has broken down. Gets caught in a bizarre and violent turf war between serial killers. Sounds fun, right? Uh, this, is, this is by Larry Cohen. Yes, Larry Cohen. And he did it is It's Alive, the this stuff. Other than... I'm sorry. This is the only thing I'm going to say. I'm going to let you go. This, Other than um, uh, Cigarette Burns, this is my favorite episode oh, cool, cool. of this show. It's not mine. Is, I enjoy it, I but it's it not mine. fantastic. It was such a cool-ass idea. I'm actually reviewing my favorite episode on this one, too. So. And guess who's in it? Mo. Yeah, Mo. Why do they call him Mo? You know why they call me Mo? Because I always oh, want Mo. Oh, yeah. The stuff. Remember? So, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. the dude from the stuff. Yeah, well, well, that much, makes sense. Much older. I didn't even realize that yeah, at first. Larry yeah, Larry Cohen directed yeah. the stuff. And yeah, yeah, and I it's a lot about it. Oh, Moriarty? What's his name? Yeah. Here, go, keep going. I'll look at him. Okay. And uh, this is the only thing that Larry Cohen has directed that he hasn't written as well, because he kind of did it like to prove a point that he could direct without writing. And it actually stars uh, Feruza Balk yep. from The Craft and Waterboy. She's Total Babe. And then also has Warren Cole, who plays Jeff on Yellow Jackets as one of the serial killers. So I just wanted to point that out because I know he's really popular now. Wait. He was like the husband, the one who's like, there isn't really a book club. He's like really young in this. I haven't seen this episode in a long time. Oh, he's right. like well, the... Yeah, probably a couple of years ago. He's like the cowboy, like hitchhiker guy not the other not the older guy oh yeah yeah that guy anyways okay. so, uh, michael moriarty that yes. was right uh starts off with a cool noodle boy snake uh <laughs> on the road and a very popular guitar like for deserty lonely roads you know like yes i know exactly yeah, yeah. 
kind of southern, southerny, southerny, southern flair. Dun, 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 dun. You, I swear dun, they do dun, it dun, like dun, dun. they do it like every like scene like that, which is cool. Oh, I like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. Yeah, with the guitar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking. That was very like very dominant aspect of the movie yes. was that music I, uh, I remember I thought the score was perfect though for this type no, of film it was, cool. it was so much fun uh, it reminded me a little bit of John Carpenter's Vampires yes remember that, absolutely that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly it's like the scenery uh -huh. it's, it's like, like mandatory the same feeling oh same absolutely feel, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's so many characters in this uh, there's dude with weird shell necklace birdie like attractive older woman with too much plastic surgery and some ugly bell bottoms Feruza's jaded badass <laughs> like pulling knives on like shell necklace dude totally relatable because dudes are annoying <laughs> and this couple that keeps fighting nonstop. so you have these characters already and the bus driver uh then you get the truck driver killer cliche who says he's normal when he's picking people yeah, yeah, up yeah. says inappropriate flirty shit to the ladies uh and then also you have the weird cowboy hat and trench coat who you know kills the bus driver with That's the other dude yes yeah with a dead snake did you say did did you do the synopsis yeah oh, okay so there's these two serial killers. Is this why you said the synopsis was bad? Because, yeah. Though somebody wrote it. Yeah, I don't know who wrote it, but it was. Yeah, it's uh, two rival serial killers going after the same woman. Yes. Yeah. But first, we got to kill the other characters. Right. And it's like this this killer here gets some. This killer here gets some. It's great. It's a nice build up. Didn't. Uh, I'm sorry. This is the last time I'm up to you. Yeah, that's what you said last time. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I like this episode. I've seen this episode. This episode so much Three fun. times because I liked it so much. Isn't there a, isn't there a kill scene where. Um, Michael Michael Moriarty has like a woman on hooks or something the in the back is, of his truck. Yes, that's Birdie. Oh, Birdie. Okay. Um, the problem is you don't actually see him kill her. You only see her on the hooks later. Yeah. But the other guy gets a pretty cool like torture scene. <laughs> oh yeah, where he's oh he's cutting the skin off the other. Yeah, oh my this god, girl. That was rough. Yeah. Uh, but this is this one. This episode was so much fucking fun. You know, oh, you dude. get the it's brutal truck drivers picking up hitchhikers and kills them. The other guy pretends to be a hitchhiker and kills the people who picks right. them up. It's like this best of both. Uh, so, there's some great so comedy. Good. They both have these stupid funny lines yeah, yeah, yeah. and like puns. It, they're very two very different killers, but. It's just all around so much fun. This is definitely one of the better episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah. This stands out for sure. Uh, yeah. The deaths aren't too bad either. Obviously, there's a there's a great death scene where he, like, smashes the guy he guy's head with the door to, like, the luggage. Like, you know, like, on a bus, like, the luggage yeah, yeah. thing oh, is yeah, on yeah, the bottom. Yeah. He's, like, puts a guy's head in there yeah. and, like, smashes it. That was really cool. Yeah, Pretty inventive. Uh, and there's some great shots that uh, Larry Cohen did here. Like, he's going from room to room from, like, above to show what each people are doing in their hotel room which yeah. is like kind of a popular thing now but like back then it wasn't as often used uh and the ending is pretty stupid and funny uh there's like a nice little twist and there's like a they're like fighting each other the serial killers at a certain point and it's really goofy yes because it's almost like they're a wrestling match in the middle of the street I, I, that part is really intense though yes but it's fun but it's still laughable it's a you're goofy. like this yeah, is cheesy yeah, yeah. but in They're the best like way the shit out of each other and they crashed oh, oh spoiler sorry yeah yeah uh and this episode was so awesome i really can't say that enough zero killer versus zero killer simple concept some nice amount of blood uh there's one like scene where the younger zero killer is like kind of like torturing a girl in a hotel room and it's crazy yeah but my really only complaint is that there is a lot of 
off-screen murder and torture you see like the after effects like the lady hanging from the hooks which is cool there everything looks great i just want to see more on-screen murder and torture but it's definitely yeah, no, one, I agree. yeah there's some yeah yeah one of the much more entertaining episodes i would say go even if you don't want to watch all of them definitely watch this one yeah this is this is up there this is at, it, this has to be at least top five like, so far yeah for me it's the, it's my second favorite i thought it was amazing i loved it and you're right. There is a lot of like dark humor in it. Oh and it's, yeah, it's just wildly. The lines are hilarious. It's really well paced. Very interesting yeah. concept. It's it's a it's a really good little mini movie. Is basically absolutely what these are. Yeah. yeah. Loved it. All good right. job, Larry Cohen. Agreed. So then I also watched season one, episode 12, Hakel's, is it Hakel's, Hackles, Hakel's Tale? A grieving widower seeking the help of a necromancer is told the terrible tale of Ernest Hakel, a man obsessed with reanimation. So this is directed by John McNaughton, uh, who did Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, and also that this awesome, crazy movie called Wild Things, which isn't really horror, but like Denise Wait, Richards and Nev Campbell like make out in director? it. Yes, I didn't know that. Makes out in it, and that's all I remember that's from my trash. childhood. That's a trash movie, but yeah, but I remember watching this on HBO as a teenager, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm not straight. <laughs> I, I remember. And the torture scene in that one. I remember seeing that scene when i was a teenager it came mm-hmm. out when i was a kid yeah and i remember everyone in like well i mean i was in like middle school i think what year did that come out i don't know 96 but i remember everyone talking about it it was everywhere i was like are they allowed to do that on like oh really on a movie yeah you don't remember that no was i was younger i didn't see it until i was a little bit older no i remember i remember everyone talking about it and the, like everyone on tv was talking about it it was super controversial and like um what year it had to be the late 90s right yeah 98 so 98, I, I was okay. yeah i was, I was like off. 12 13 and uh i remember the first time i saw I that scene nine. in my yeah. early 20s like late teens and i was like i'm definitely straight <laughs> like that scene <laughs> is like yeah. very like burned into my brain it's right Nef now Cam- i can see Nef- you Nef- campbell and, and uh, denise richards and, denise richards. and yes. then another dude comes in and matt right? damon it's not matt damon <laughs> not matt damon no matt something something damon I don't know. I don't care. Um, anyways, he did that and he did this. And this is based on a short story. Not Matt Damon. Something. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's based on a short story by Clive Barker, which should tell you already that there's going to be some crazy kinky, kinky shit in this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and it stars Derek Cecil from House of Cards and The Outsider. He plays Ernest Heckle. Heckle. I don't know. I've never seen House Cards. But anyways, uh, so it takes place in the 1800s. The fashion is nice. There's horses, lots of wood burning. Wonderful. So then uh, he, the guy goes in to see the necromancer lady telling the story. And then so this is like a pretty common writing style for old horror stories, which is great. It does have that callback where a person is telling a story and then it goes into in the, the story, story yeah, yeah. which i absolutely love it's and there's also a mention of frankenstein as like a rumor and not a fictional story <laughs> so i like that it feels like it's in the same universe uh-huh. uh so i do like the old school style of that it gives you a nostalgic feel um and he's pretty much trying to heckle is trying to like frankenstein dead people mm-hmm. which is totally cool you know it's yeah it's something it's to do. simple it's, a, it's, it's a classic hobby. it's a good yeah, hobby you know uh, there's this dead dog brought back to life and then killed again multiple times scene, which is fucked up, but they use a puppet like animatronics. It looks really cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. You could tell it's not real, but it's creepy looking. So they're really, 
they're really borrowing, not borrowing, but maybe paying homage to Reanimator. I definitely think that because Rufus yeah. the cat was killed what three times, and it's very much <laughs> like the cat, okay. but it's a dog. Yes, My absolutely. Favorite scenes in all of horror. God, I love that scene. It definitely feels like there's some callbacks there. It's okay. that you got some Frankenstein stuff going on. It's really cool. Um, so I, I like those type of movies. This one is a bit slow going though. You get to know the character of Heckle, and you really get to feel for how obsessed he is with bringing dead the dead back to life. You know, it's all right, but it takes to like the last twenty minutes to really amp up the horror, uh-huh. and then it gets fucking ridiculous. Uh, the reanimated dog shows back up. It's that's cool. Uh, still try to kill him again multiple times and again <laughs> and again. Dog. Yeah, it's messed up. Also sad. And then it gets a little too weird for me. So there's this woman who isn't a zombie or a reanimated person, but she likes them or likes one of them in particular. She's in love with who died or whatever. And they bring it back. And there's just a really long scene where she's just having sex with a zombie Nice. On a tombstone or whatever. Oh, I vaguely yeah, remember with this. Like yeah, with like the yeah, live yeah. woman. And then there's zombies are standing around watching and like coming up and like kind of joining in, man. Like rubbing uh, on her. And it's really weird. And I was like, okay, I've, what the fuck? I definitely what? saw this episode. I was just having a hard time remembering. And I was but actually I, pretty shocked. I was like, what the hell? I did not see this like yeah, being yeah. the twist. And okay, it's fine for a minute, but this thing goes on way <laughs> too long. And then I was like, oh, this is written by Clive Barker. This makes uh, sense. Okay. No, okay. No, no, cool. But still. Mm. <laughs> uh, and then there's some beautiful gore in it. There is some death, but not enough of that because we get in the orgy most of the time. Yeah. Uh, and there's a wonderful little twisty twist ending that connects the present to the past. Like there's like characters that show up that might be dead, you know. If you're going to watch it, I want to give it away. There's like a zombie baby, Ooh. which looks really cool and disgusting. Zombie baby. Oh, uh, yeah. It's good for the most part. I just felt like they wanted to throw everything into it at the end. Okay. And Got a little overwhelming. It was too slow and then it was too much. So it was unbalanced. Yes. So that's called the poor pacing. So I feel like I feel like I read this story it was a short story by Clive Barker, so I probably have read this. Uh-huh. And I imagine it's much better on paper than it is that what they did. Maybe. Meh. I don't remember this one. Really, I remember the, a weird sex scene, but I don't remember anything else. Oh, really. was, that's that's yeah. The, yeah, that's the most memorable part. Anyways, I digress. That one's all right. And but this one, season one, episode thirteen, the, last, the last one episode course, on season one. Of course, it did thirteen episodes. Is my absolute favorite. I think I even like it better than Cigarette Burns. Really? Yes. This is Imprint. It's called Imprint. Takashi Mike. Yes. Yeah. Directed by Takashi Mike. For people who don't know, audition. It's Ichi the Killer, Thirteen Assassins, and it's based on a novel by Shimako Owai. And it stars Billy Drago. He was like in the Hills Have Eyes remake. He looks a lot like Ethan Hawke, just grumpier. Yes, and older. Yes. Uh, so in the 1800s, an American returns to Japan to find the prostitute he fell in love with, but instead learns of the physical and existential horror that befell her after he left. Wow. This one is crazy and uh, just crazy. Just like, crazy. Seriously. It starts off visually great. There's lots of blue lights on this like marshy type lake thingy the lighting is amazing there's a lot of creative visuals with colorful out of focus backgrounds that almost make this feel like a fantasy world that's cool i really enjoyed that uh you also get the wonderful gross takashi mike like you start with a bloated corpse of like a pregnant prostitute in the marsh it looks pretty realistic to me well they find a bunch of corpses in the marsh and shit too right there was a bunch of people that got killed or something yes but we don't really focus on the marsh there's like a the story about the prostitute is the main focus and 
yeah, that yeah. is just even mess more messed up than the just bodies floating in the marsh here but she's all bloated and blue and gross it starts off like you already have some good special effects uh-huh. uh you get the main character narrating or giving us some backstory uh billy drago at some point and it makes it easier to know exactly what we're getting into without wasting too much time because yeah. we only have an hour here yeah. so you gotta move so, it along yes so then there's a prostitute that he talks to and gives him the story about what happened to the prostitute that he fell in love with. And this prostitute he's talking to, like half her face is deformed. She has like a half melty face yeah, and yeah, she yeah. has like a half Glasgow smile, like which just feels like a callback to Ichi the killer almost. Yes. Uh, the makeup and practical effects are really good in this one because sometimes you get one of these uh, episodes and it seems like they maybe didn't have the budget for it, but mm-hmm. this one definitely stepped it up. Yes, yeah, some of the episodes definitely feel oh, like... Yeah. Or they had the budget and they squandered it on something. I think, yeah, definitely yeah. they really went with it on this one and you can't tell it doesn't look cheap there's a weird chicken man like he's possibly a little person and he makes weird <laughs> rooster noises okay. i'm serious half oh, his yeah, nose yeah, yeah. Misty. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. he's creepy creep me the he's fuck out weird little guy yeah but even more so there's a crazy torture scene not as awful as ichi well could be for some people but there's armpit burning, uh, close-up of sewing needles being shoved under a fingernail. That's yep. really painful to watch. Actually, multiple fingernails. And then needles being shoved into this girl's gums. Like, they're just Ugh, hanging out of her that. mouth. And she's hanging upside down. She's, like, peeing on herself. It's so gross. Takashi Mike and his torture scenes, man. <laughs> horrifying. He's the best. He is. That's why I really <laughs> loved this episode. It was, like, over the top. His but, shit is crazy, man. But there's, like, also a story that's another here. Person. Yeah. That's another person that's like oh, what's you, going on up there right, bud? buddy you okay yeah. he, it, like takashi yeah. mike like he doesn't have normal sex <laughs> neither does david cronenberg these they've never done missionary their, what enti- if their that's entire lives all they do <laughs> yeah, they get it all out on their movies but no n- neither of these people not david <laughs> neither david cronenberg nor takashi mike want anything to do with missionary <laughs> they've never done it they looked at him like Pfft. I can do better than that. All right. <laughs> uh, there's also like a bunch of gross like childbirth stuff going on here. Um, it's gross. In, childbirth is gross in any form, but this is even worse. There are some amazing shot scenes where they're like uh, talking in the present, like they're talking about what happened in the past. And then there's this scene of what's happening that they're talking about is like behind them in the same room. It looks uh-huh. really cool, really inventive. Uh, I don't know. Let's see here. You, uh, wait, what did I write? I don't know. I don't know. What this one isn't for everybody as usual when it comes to Takashi oh, Mike. No, not, you no. get torture scenes, aborted fetuses floating in the river, mm. murder, back alley village abortions, implied child molestation, domestic violence, and incest. And then you have some demony, paranormal, body horror like stuff thrown in on top of it. Yeah, you and get then all there's of some that. gross shit. Yes, and then there's <laughs> gross shit. You get all of that and then it's it doesn't feel like it's too much it's amazing it might feel like it's too much for some people who don't like torture scenes and the body horror is a little goofy who doesn't like a good torture scene though it's true right that's the only way i can get off <laughs> wow all right no take backs you you, uh, you you took that up a notch from where i was gonna go with it. but honestly there's like a big like body horror element at the end and like paranormal as well and this one was a major standout for me so far i think this is my favorite episode even (laughs) that's fair the top three are definitely this yeah um cigarette burns burns and and the yeah the one those are probably my top three well i'm gonna start the next season on next episode so we'll see all right all right so that's it for me cool
Thanks for listening, guys. The episode's over. No, <laughs> <laughs> See you guys later. All right. How are you? What did you watch? I am good. Uh, and I watched uh, a bunch of movies. Um, a couple of them I'm not going to talk very extensively about. Uh, okay. So I, I was doing some re- research watching. Um, and I did watch... We're doing The Fly. So I watched the, uh, the original version of The Fly. Um, also with, The Fly. Yeah. Also called The Fly. It's from 1958. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Really thought it was great. Um, Vincent Price is uh <laughs> is in it. I will smack you. If you do that again. <laughs> um, but he's really great in it. It was it's fun seeing him in roles that aren't um villains. Yes, because he really does. Like, I mean, he can do a villain really well, but then he can also play like you know a straight character, not not straight sexually, just straight not. Yeah, we're not norm- sure about his sexuality. Got it. Exactly. No, no, no. I just the meant, character sexuality. I just meant like a, like a straight, you know, straight man, like a a, a just, straight man. Just to, no, that, you know what I mean. Like there's <laughs> like we in, know like what in you a mean, sketch, Dominic. there's like a bunch of people that are in on the sketch, and then you have the one straight man who's like he he's like normal and he doesn't know what's going on. Like you know, yeah, there's nothing special about his character. He's just a dude. Yes, he's never gonna ask him out. <laughs> right. That's but what I guess I, you, you can do that when you're straight. That's what I mean. Yeah. No, I just meant that he's he's oh, just like a normal it. non-villain character. Um, and it was fun seeing him in that role. You know, usually you see him and you're like, oh, well, this guy is going to be up to no good. Yes, um, twists the mustache. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed this. I thought it was great. Uh, you know, it's this very similar story um, at its core to the remake of The Fly. Um, scientist uh, has a teleporter that disassembles atoms and reassembles them somewhere else. He goes in with the fly and he gets a fly head and a fly arm. Mm-hmm. And um, the one thing I will say about it is that I didn't I didn't know. I'm always surprised when I watch movies like this because you always expect them to be kind of, you know, um, not bland. What am I thinking of? Like the, the, the horror seems tamed down because uh-huh. it's, it's the 50s and people aren't into that stuff. You, yeah. know, you show them something truly gross and disgusting and perverted and you, you, your film will never see the light of day. Now you can do whatever you want. But back then, you oh, always certainly. Thinking, but there's movies that they really do some gruesome shit. And like in this one, um, can I spoil The Fly? From it's from 19- 1958. It's, yeah. I didn't see it. I've never seen this movie. It was the first time I've seen it. And uh, he, so he basically gets turned into a fly and their brains eventually swap so that his brain is now, mm-hmm. towards the end, he is the fly, the little fly. Yes. And he gets caught by a spider. Yeah, and so the a bit spider different from goes, the remake. It like basically goes over his face and is tearing his head off mm-hmm. when that dude smashes them both with a rock. Mm-hmm. He's like, ew, look at this fly and spider. He smashes Crazy. them. Crazy. And they're dead. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. The thought of that, I mean, it looked kind of goofy. It didn't really hold up. But like if you watch it in the mindset of a 50s movie, like it's very shocking like they did this shit in the 50s it's very gruesome yeah because you even very you bleak. switch your brains you're not gonna switch your face so they right? kill the fly like that yeah in a gruesome way and then and then he kills himself on that press and it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's very intense and you're just like wow you know again wow. you have to watch it in the context and the mindset of like this is a 50s movie so watch it as a 50s but it's definitely highly a person rated for in the a 50s, 50s movie, yeah. would watch the movie and you'll have a really great time i loved it i thought it was a great horror movie um, and I also watched Dead Ringers uh, for the first time. I'd never seen that. It's David Cronenberg from a movie from Ooh, 80, 88 yeah. about the twin gynecologists. So there's these twins. Uh, both of them are paid, played by um, uh, Jeremy Irons. Yes. And 
Uh, he does a fabulous job in this well, movie. This he is two hours long. Very great actor. Oh, I thought it was like an hour and forty. No, it is two hours One long. One hour fifty six. Yeah, it uh, it feels long too. It's not mm-hmm. it's not very well paced. Um, and it gets um, kind of boring. But the stuff that David Cronenberg explores in that movie are very interesting. Um, they have a very strange relationship where they share everything, and the mm-hmm. one's really outgoing and like, um, popular and like he's kind of a narcissist. And he's out there having sex with his patients all the oh, time. Oh, no. But then whenever he has an experience, he wants his brother to share it. So then they'll swap and his brother will go in and have sex. So there's two of them having sex with the same women constantly. Um, and there's all this stuff exploring sex and the relationship between that, that twins have and the connections that they have. Creepy. And like it explores like codependency and dependency on drugs and, you know, all of the... Mm-hmm types of shit that Cronenberg is into the one girl the one they, they meet an actress um and she's trying to get pregnant and that's their whole job is their fertility gynecologist trying to get women pregnant yeah um and she has three cervical canals oh so she it's called like a, tri- a triunct or something I, I don't remember the word but anyway all that stuff you know that David Cronenberg does and it's all David yeah. Cronenberg and Cronenberg and you know very much um you know, a typical movie of his. Uh, but it was very interesting and I liked it a lot and I need to go back and wa- like rewatch it because there was a lot of stuff in it that just went over my head. Yeah. And it was very interesting. But um, anyway, definitely recommend Dead Ringers. It was a very interesting movie. Uh, and then I watched Scanners. <laughs> I'm not going to talk too much about Scanners. Yeah. Scanners is Scanners. Scanners. Again, David Crow. This, this one's more of a cut and yeah. dry movie with, you know, <laughs> yeah. actual story. Um. But the effects in that are still gross and gruesome. And mm. if you've never seen Scanners, you got to see Scanners. That's a David Cronenberg 101 movie. Yes. So, yep, I watched all those. Did, you know, did my due diligence. I was going to watch Existence. I still have never seen that movie. Have you ever seen Existence? No. With Ryan Felipe. Ryan? It's a Cronenberg no. movie from 99. Okay, I was going to say it had to be a newer one, yeah. yeah it has to do with uh, video games and virtual reality and stuff. You know, more stuff that David Cronenberg is always interested in. Oh, yeah, certainly. Um, So, yeah, but I will talk about the two movies that I watched extensively. Those were just, like I said, research kind of stuff mm-hmm. for the fly. Um, But I watched a new movie that came out in 2022, came out recently. Um. This month, I think. Why are you doing good on new movies? Huh? You're doing good on I new am, movies. I am, I am, I am. Thank you for noticing. Uh, <laughs> I, watched, I watched Unhuman, uh, which I believe, again, came out this month. Uh, a group of high school students whose school bus crashes on a field trip. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's a group of high school students whose school bus crashes on a field trip. That's the end of the sentence. Period. <laughs> Relationships are tested once they realize they're being stalked by an attacker and tends to drive them out and straight into a horrifying fight to survive. So kind of like the episode I watched. <laughs> kind of. Um, yeah, it's a group of high school students yeah, let me go and let me school go more bus crashes yeah. on a field trip. Yeah, the school bus crashes on a field trip and they all run and there's these psychos that are after them and they think they're zombies and they're trying to get them and eat them and stuff. This is poorly rated. Go on. The synopsis? No, I said it's poorly rated. Go on. Uh, yeah, I'll get into it. Um, okay, I didn't love or hate this movie. Okay. In fact, it starts out as a very run-of-the-mill zombie movie, mm-hmm. which is what I thought it was going to be. It's like oh. another... I said it out loud as I was watching. It was like another fucking zombie movie. But. Please, <laughs> can we be done with the zombie movies? Yeah. Ugh, you're not doing anything new. That's what I started. I didn't end that with that opinion, but that's how I started um and i didn't love or hate this movie 
Um, there's a lot of stuff that it did really good, it, it, which it makes it kind of a shame that like it was it was bogged down in some aspects that just w- yeah. were bad. Um, it was very stylish. It did a lot of fun stuff with like paneling the screens, paneling and breaking off, and like lines coming in between them. That gave it a very comic booky feel. Okay. Um, and the beginning and end credits are kind of like that too, but they're they're a little bit different. They're even more stylistic, and they're they're really cool looking. And I really enjoyed it. Um, when this movie started, when we got the opening credits, I was like, okay, like this might be a cool movie. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of interesting camera work. Uh, the characters spend a lot of time in this broken down, boarded up, abandoned building. And the inside of the building seems to have been decorated and painted by ravers. Oh, so there's lots of neon yeah. lights. There's lots of vibrant, fluorescent, glowing, glowing colors. Um, there's some very cool neon lighting effects, lots of lots of neon lights, lots mm-hmm. of reds and blues, very kind of giallo-esque looking. Cool, cool. That was cool. There's some very violent kills. Um, there's some there's some actually really funny lines. Um, and the writing, which I'll get to, which s- almost saved this movie for me, was very cool. I thought it was a very interesting concept, and the and the place that this movie goes is very different than where it starts. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> the characters are so unlikable. Teenagers, right? Yeah, but not just teenagers. These are over the top. Um, I, like to the point, like I hated them so much. I didn't care who lived or who died at certain points. Yeah. There's a twist that happens that I'm going to get to where it kind of turns everything around. But for the majority of the movie, I hated these characters um, there was some major overacting happening. The dialogue is a little too extra. They were all such over-the-top cliches, like jocks are bad. You know, the nerds that play D and D are good, and uh, oh, the worst. Oh, this is a, something I've seen before. The worst leader bully jock, the main yeah. bully, used to be pres- best friends with the main, like, not the main, but one of the nerdy fat kids. Of course. Then they went to fat camp together, but the bully jock. Lost a bunch of weight and got tired of being bullied, so he turned into a complete asshole and abandoned his best friend to be popular. Yeah. So they got that whole line in there. It's like, okay, it's major high school. Yeah, we get it. Uh, the quiet girl is tired of not being noticed. Uh, mm-hmm. The sort of goth chick who was never popular is finally being accepted by the cool kids, and now her and her best friend, quiet girl, are <laughs> like, you know, they're going to have a falling out. Yeah, yeah. You've seen all of this shit before. Oh, yeah. All of it. And it's just annoying. There's nothing new. It's it's just so fucking irritating. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't going to make it. I, the only reason I kept watching it was for the show. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad I did. Because what kept me from hating this movie entirely and just throwing it out was it takes a twist. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. Pretty much already did. There's a spin that happened. No, I didn't. No, it's major. The entire story in the third act completely flips uh-huh. everything that you thought was happening is not happening okay just tell me off air because i'm not gonna watch this. no don't watch it <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna all watch the, it all that i'm like not just tell it. me what happens off air um uh and it, i really liked it um i really i was on board when they twisted it i was like oh shit this is cool now like okay i got it and, and you actually start rooting for the opposite characters and like yeah everything is flipped hmm. excellent writing hmm. i thought it was great Totally cool concept. The the very ending, they did not stick the landing. It got really corny towards the end with yeah. this like, it's like a, it was almost like this, um, well, I mean, all fight scenes are choreographed, but the fight scene, the big fight scene at the end felt more like 
a music video oh, or like nice. they were dancing yeah. and it was corny. A TikTok video. It was corny as fuck and I hated it. Um, but there was still some cool stuff. There was some cool like whatever. So at the end of the day, I don't think I recommend this movie. Okay. I think there are some people that, I don't know, maybe younger people like this. You know, maybe maybe high school teenage kids will see this and really like it. Maybe Maybe it was just me. But I don't think so. No, it's definitely I, not I just you. Was, the reviews okay. are bad. Because like I, I you said nice things. No I, one else said nice okay, things. Okay, I could not relate to these characters whatsoever. My high school experience was vastly different. Yeah, they're very. It's a very two dimensional look at high school life, um, and it's very I don't know, just vapid kind of. I don't know. I don't recommend this movie, but I'm not angry that I watched it. I okay. wasn't upset. Okay. Again, I they pu- they sucked me in in the last act just enough to where I was like, all right, I didn't completely waste my night. At least mm-hmm. this is cool. Um, but yeah, don't don't really recommend. Um, there's much better things out there to watch than this. So, oh oh, and one more thing: the makeup effects in this movie, except for like one or two kills, are absolute shit. Oh, like yeah. they didn't give a fuck. People's makeup and their gore makeup and stuff changes from scene to scene. Oh, no. Um, towards the end of the movie, like they're having this conversation. The main two girls are having a conversation. Both of their hair is freshly done. Oh, like fresh product in no. it. Completely made up. Um, that all, would drive all me the crazy. Make, all the makeup back on so they're both looking like Because you know how I feel about and, when people wake yeah. up in movies and their hair is perfect. I'll be so mad. But they both had blood on them the whole movie and then but not. now the blood was like tiny and little you could tell the makeup and like it was just bad they just like threw a streak of blood across the one girl's chest and that other than that it's like it was terrible real bad makeup um and re- a real lack of attention to details so now nah, okay. i say avoid mm, i don't think i have anything else to say about that that's pretty much it okay not a fan that's fair um and then i watched bite from 2015, the movie mm. that almost made it into our June movie. Oh, watching. yeah. Uh, a seemingly harmless bite transforms a young woman, Elma Begovic, into an insect-like creature that needs human flesh for her egg babies. It's really just eggs. Ew. Um, so there's more of a backstory to this than that. You know, there's this whole thing yeah. going on with uh, the main girl and she doesn't want to get married. But her wedding's in like a week because she, she was on a bachelorette party. Okay, okay. Uh, where she gets bit and then yeah. she comes home and she starts getting sick. But the whole backstory was with, you know, she, was, her, she got cold feet. Got yeah, she, she doesn't want to have kids, which is uh, ironic because she ends up having a billion kids. Oh, buggy bugs. <laughs> yeah, little bug babies. Um, and the husband's like this straight lace. He doesn't want to have sex until marriage. And like, <laughs> the mother-in-law is a bitch. And like her friends, are, one of her friends is in love with her fiance. And like there's all this wow. backstory stuff. I didn't give one fuck about any of that. Mm-hmm. I showed up to this movie to be grossed out. Oh, yeah. To see crazy body horror and to just see the grossest, nastiest shit they could show me. And that's what I got. Oh, yes. I can so see by these pictures. I was happy with that because all the backstory and the characters were stupid mm-hmm. and bad and annoying. But there's so much gross shit in this that, I, like I said, I didn't care. Yeah. The movie's not good. Oh. But if you don't care about the movie, and like I said, and you just want to see some gross shit, then you will have a great time with this movie. Um, this is a B-movie body horror flick about a chick turning into a giant 
insect. Mm. Show me a lot of gross shit and you can do whatever the hell else you want and I'll be happy. And that's exactly what this movie does. It is vomit inducing gross. Yeah, some of these pictures and are bleh. There is a lot of vomit in this movie. Um, there's people vomiting constantly. There's stuff constantly coming out of people's mouths. Sometimes it's coming out of their mouths and going into nope, other nope. mouths. I'm not watching this. Um, there must seriously, there has to be at least mm, conservatively twelve vomit scenes in this. I'm I draw say the 12. line somewhere. There's a scene where a chick and a dude are having sex in a car and they both vomit on each other. Nope. There's constantly eggs coming out of this girl's mouth and this weird yellow viscous shit that she's like puking up everywhere. Uh, she vomits on this woman's face and it melts her face. Wow. Uh, so much vomit. Um, yeah, there's another fingernail removal scene, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, there's bloody urine. There's just a lot of really wild, gross shit in this. And I was howling the whole movie. I was thoroughly entertained. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. I don't recommend this movie to most people. Yeah. It, it is exactly what I described it as. <laughs> like, if you just want to see something gross and you don't care about anything else and you just like body horror and gross shit, watch this movie. Um, oh, it starts off as a f uh, found footage movie. Uh, and I thought that's what it was going to be. Yeah. It's, it's, it's footage from the main chick's bachelorette party where she gets bit and stuff. Um, and I, when I first turned it on, I was like, fuck, I don't want to watch. I didn't know this found footage movie. I was not in the mood. Um, but then when it gets into the movie, after she comes back, it, it, okay, it's a cool, regular yeah. movie. It's not found footage. Um, so if you see it and you immediately like, it's a found footage movie at first, it doesn't stay that way. So don't, don't, you know, if you don't like found footage movies, give it 10, 15 minutes and mm -hmm. it gets into regular. Um, and yeah, the, like uh, the, the first, like I said, 10, 15 minutes of the bachelorette party is fucking annoying it is so annoying women um <laughs> and i don't think there was anything particular bad or poorly written or acted about the party i just think watching any bachelorette party yeah. would, would be inherently yeah. annoying to most people especially me um that's fair but like i said it only lasts a little bit and it starts getting nasty right away like really nasty really quick um one of the first things that happens just getting these boils on her legs Ew. And there's a scene where she's having sex with her fiance and he grabs her wait, leg. Wait, I thought he wanted to wait. Well, you got to watch the movie. Okay. He, he grabs the boil on accident without Ew. seeing it, squeezes it, and all this like nasty <laughs> shit comes out. Ew. It's so great. Um, I, I do have two problems with it. I wish they would have gone more over the top with her makeup. She, she's eventually, she's fully transformed. And there's cool stuff. She has like this tail with like a stinger on the end. Mm -hmm. And like she's got these long like insecty fingers and her eyes are weird she's got some like light prosthetics on her back and stuff and she's got all this makeup but she mostly just looked like a dirty person yeah I like, tell she her just looked too. like she was covered in dirt and like grossness she looked completely human so i wish they would have gone more over the top with her makeup um, yeah. i think they were trying to make it like realistic it's like dude no just get go full bug man give me all the bug shit mm -hmm. give her weird crazy eyes and wings and shit but they didn't do that and i was a little disappointed um, and then on top of that, if I cared and I was like watching this movie as a movie and I was like, I'm going to, I'm here for the entire movie. I wasn't, I was just here for the gross shit. Mm -hmm. If I was there for the whole movie, I would have called this movie pretentious because it really doesn't, it, it really very much takes itself very seriously. Everyone's yeah. acting and you know, the, the score is, 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 is what it is. There's very little jokes and humor in it, 
which I which I found almost almost was funny in and of itself. It's like really guys, really you're gonna you're gonna pitch this to me as like this serious horror mm-hmm. film? Like get out of here. This is this is a B movie, and I don't know. It wasn't. It didn't feel like they were treating it like a B movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah. it made it a little not fun. It actually made some of the backstory like even worse, and even more like I'm going to ignore this so it doesn't ruin the movie for me. So. Anyway, there's a point in the movie where she's wearing a yellow and black striped shirt, mm-hmm. which I thought was funny. No, oh, because like a, like bee, a bumblebee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think everyone's going to dig this film. In fact, no, I don't think most people are going to. Um, like I said, I liked it because it's gross. It's not a good movie. Um, but I showed up for the gross, and that's what I got. So I was happy and entertained. And that is, uh, uh, that is as far as this movie should be taken. So okay. great effects. Cool. Loved the effects. Some really nasty crazy shit uh some of the set designs after she like nests in her uh-huh. in her apartment are really gnarly um the ending is very very cool i liked the ending but yeah i don't think a lot of people are gonna dig this movie <laughs> what are you doing trying to tell me to go away meaty don't call him he won't relax you're right anyway that's all i have uh i don't really fully 100 percent recommend either of these movies okay but i did have a lot of fun with bite i thought cool. i enjoyed watching it made me laugh some cool body horror and bugs yes bugs bug month bug month bug month sorry i have no bugs for you guys mike say bug month <laughs> bug month say it bug month. yes you ask, he said it did you ask did you ask for to what drink my what is energy that? drink it's a, like a natural energy drink Nat- natural celsius celsius anyways anyways Ooh, it's, it just got a little chilly in here. Ooh. <laughs> Let's put some fire into the fireplace. Ooh, can I clap this time? Yeah. God, that was wrong. Uh, they didn't come, come on. on. They didn't the, come on. Not even the right pitch. What the hell? Oh, okay. I guess I can't. All right. <laughs> the Michael, bring are me on. my book. <laughs> Your book. Just kidding. It. I, it's upstairs. He wouldn't know which one to get. Okay, <laughs> it's time for my book review. Welcome, welcome. Yes. My ghouls and goblins and <laughs> Chuck. And Chuck. <laughs> We're not sure what he is yet. <laughs> a little bit of both. Yeah, we haven't figured out a label for him. <laughs> so I read Invasion by Robin Cook. This is written in 1997. Mm-hmm. So um, I did read a new book, I promise you, and I'm just getting to that review next week so i promise i'll have a new book for you next week so anyways invasion by robin cook invasion so with his finger on the pulse of the latest medical technology robin cook preys on our deepest fears with uncanny skill now in his most provocative thriller to date must have been written in 97 he explores (laughs) a sudden outbreak of strange new symptoms that defy diagnosis the cause is unknown and unknowable because it is unlike anything humankind has ever seen okay that synopsis was from Goodreads. I imagine Robin Cook, Robin Cook wrote that himself. <laughs> uh, so apparently Robin Cook actually used to be a doctor and then retired or whatnot. And he started writing books. Uh, and I got this one for free from the Buy Nothing Town page. And I also received like three other of his books that seem to pretty much have the same synopsis, loose idea. So Judging I'm, from your body language and your face, you didn't like this book at all. We'll get to it. <laughs> I'm not, this won't be a long one, I promise. Okay. Um, so anyways, it's called Invasion and you learn from the very first chapter, very first page of the first chapter that the invasion of the is of the alien persuasion. 
Which is cool, <laughs> you know. Invasion of the Alien Persuasion? Yes, I wrote that. Okay, I like it. Um, and I think it's a good idea. Uh, the book is from 1997. So, like I said, next week I'll have a new book to review. But anyways, I'm going to spoil the shiz out of it because, the well, shiz. yeah, 1997. And it's quite disappointing. Oh, wow. I actually gave it two stars uh, from writing, like writing perspective. He's an okay writer, but it's barely a two-star book. And here is Damn. why. You root for the invaders on this one. Uh, <laughs> they are microscopic and turn humans into smiling, easygoing, save the planet ecologists. Is it ecologists or ecologists? Eco- They're like ecology. care about the you know ecosystem. Ecologists. I think it's ecologists. Less uh, easygoing, save the planet ecologists. Less worried about greed and wealth than health and survival. So may I ask, what's wrong with that? Why try to exterminate them? I <laughs> I seriously wondered this all the way through the book. And there is some there is some ridiculous writing here. Look. Was he like trying to say that like ecologists are like bad? I like the aliens come and it's like, oh, we're trying to make your environment better and cut Save back on planet. pollution. And it's like, kill no, them. we're going to fight back. But I'm saying like, what is he saying? I don't know. That? Is he saying that like trying to save and, like, the planet he's a, is like And like bad. he's a doctor or was a doctor. So like they're using like medical stuff and scientists to solve the problem. Uh-huh. And it's just like really goofy. Okay. Uh, and there's some ridiculous writing here. Example, a college student who's pre-med who has worked for years in a hospital had to ask what the word infectious means <laughs> wait what <laughs> yeah you heard me you don't care about these characters here yeah see that's some of them are vapid little twits the vapid plot little twits yep, the plot is beyond ridiculous i was really hoping for some invasion of the body snatcher stuff because yeah. actually that's how it feels like when they first get there when you like get introduced to how the aliens are taken over like they're being stung by these little like rock like discs that they're picking up and then it like has to go like it goes into like their blood flow and there's already like some sort of thing inside them that was planted like eons ago from the aliens so it's like cool they're slowly changing but they look the same and i was like oh yeah we're gonna get invasion of the body snatchers here you know they don't look like aliens or anything they don't look infected but But alas not quite um so I'll probably check out another one of his books eventually because I have them and I, have I don't them. like to waste books. And he said the writing wasn't bad. It was okay, but until like you, the actual writing. Yeah, the, the actual writing. The way it was written. Yeah. But then when you read what he writes, you're right, like, come yeah. on, buddy. Maybe go back to being a doctor. <laughs> it sounds better. Uh, anyway, so just because I have it, I'll probably read one or two in the future. But don't get your hopes up for any future positive reviews because Damn. this invasion was a bust. You sound very disappointed. I was. I was really hoping for some invasion. Was it long? No. Oh, no. It was like 300 pages. That's oh, short. Okay. Well, at least it wasn't long. Yeah. That's got to That's gotta suck when you get halfway through like a, a thousand page book or something and you're like, you're like 500 pages yeah. and you're like, oh, shit, this book sucks. And I'm not a quitter, so I'll read the <laughs> book, read the but book, then yeah. I'm going to shit on it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, thank you for coming to my book club. How long is this going to go on? This is very strange. What is is that the organ? Oh, right. The turkey organ. (laughs) Meatball's licking my hand. It's weird. That's what happens in the book club. You clapped all the things off. All the candelabras are off. And now to the main event. The fly. David Cronenberg's The Fly. We will be talking about that movie after... A break. Break. We'll be back. (laughs) Hey, freaks. First and foremost, Chuck and I here at Forsaken Cinema want to thank you for your support. We wouldn't be able to do what we love without you. And you know what? We want to hear from you, too. 
not only the best way to contact us, but the best way to get updates and listen to our episodes and to even purchase merchandise is through our website. That's right. We have a website, ForsakenCinema.com. You can also find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Forsaken Cinema. You can contact us directly through email at ForsakenCinemaPodcast at gmail.com. And you should. Send us a message. Tell us how we're doing. Suggest a movie. All of our freaky, frightening episodes can be found on all streaming platforms, wherever you stream your podcast. Duh. While you're there, be sure to follow, like, rate, five stars, please, and review and share with your fellow freaks. As always, thanks for listening. Now back to the episode. All right. This is the trailer for The Fly. Sorry, I have three other interviews to do before this party's over. Yeah, but they're not working on something that'll change the world as we know it. They change the are. world. So pushy. Yeah, change your apartment. <laughs> change so the world. Even to the oh. imagination. Human teleportation, molecular decimation, breakdown, and reformation is inherently purging. So you thought, Mr. Brundle. So, so into it. When you went through, something went wrong. Oh, voiceover daddy. Yeah, I know. This is like the best trailer we've listened to in a while. This is perfect. Oh, listen to that. Those weird hairs that were growing out of your back, I had them analyzed. But they were definitely not human. <laughs> if you saw how scared and angry and desperate he is. I'm sure Typhoid Mary was a very nice person, too, when you saw her social. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're afraid to be destroyed and recreated, aren't you? You're changing, Seth. Yeah. Everything you're afraid to be changing. To, you're afraid to be destroyed and recreated, aren't you? Yes, yes, I very much am. I want to know what's going on. What does the disease want? Wants to turn me into something else. Oh no, a fly got into the transmitter. Oh no! First time I was alone. Don't go back to it. Could be contagious. Don't go back to it. Don't be afraid. No, be afraid. Be very afraid. A lot of people don't know where that came from. They know the line, be afraid, be very afraid. But most people, Amanda didn't know it. I watched a little bit of this with Amanda. Eventually she... I think Mike saw some of it. Yeah. I warned him, I was like, it's nasty. Yeah, at at some point, um, Amanda really liked it, but there was a couple points where she... She never saw it before? Not in its entirety, I don't oh. think. I don't think she'd ever seen it. She liked it. She yeah. was like, it's a good movie. She's like, I can't watch that again. She was like, I don't do the gross stuff. Uh, like that's fair. The Supreme. She did think it was a good movie, though. Personal choices? Yeah. Um. Okay, that was the trailer for The Fly. Why don't you mm-hmm. dive into the plasma pool of that synopsis? Nice one. <laughs> A brilliant but eccentric scientist begins to transform into a giant man-fly hybrid after one of his experiments goes horribly wrong. Grundlefly. Grundlefly. Gr- grundle. I hate them grundleflies. Always getting <laughs> my grundle. Ew. All right. Uh, initial thoughts. I believe you go first. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. We no, I don't have a lot to say here. Throat clearing it's, and uh, um, uh, arm waving. I've what seen this movie many freaking times. Okay. Many, many times. It's a go-to. Well, it has been a go-to for a while, but it is a go-to. You know, you want something that you've seen and, you know, you're used to. and Comfort. Yeah. Yes, it is weird comfort. This this movie, given how gross it is and given Absolutely. how much nasty shit, the rewatch value on this movie is, Absolutely, yeah. is really high, a lot, a lot higher re-watchable. than it should be. 
Yeah, it's it's a very watchable movie, which is yeah. weird considering you know the shit. You know it's getting it. nasty, but you can't but it's look f- away. So much fun. I <laughs> saw this when I was younger for the first time when I was a kid, and I remember being so grossed out, yeah, especially by like the vomity stuff. Uh, vomity stuff always gets me though, and don't also watch bite. <laughs> yeah, no, oh I will not. That's why I'm not going to watch it. Uh, so, but I love this movie all around. The score is great. Classic 80s fun, sci-fi. It did, but it also had this like monster movie element yes. to the score that I really enjoyed where it had the big, the mm-hmm. bing, 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 like that yeah, kind of shit. It felt like this should have been like on like, I don't know. It was like a, like should have been like a big hit. Like that's the type of music it was. Yeah. Like, like a blockbuster yes. like score. Uh, well, it kind of was a blockbuster, wasn't it? This movie did very well. Uh, well, I'll get to re- that in yeah, Frightening Facts. I don't facts. recall, but... It, it, it did. I'll, I will get to that in Frightening Facts. But anyways, I love it all around. The acting is great. The story is... I don't know. It's easy. Actually, I think it's easy to believe. Like, yeah. you're a crazy scientist. You're doing all this stuff and yeah. something bad happens. Um, so it's not too crazy far-fetched for me to believe that this is something that possibly could happen. Maybe not completely this way. Maybe we yeah. just get sick, but disgusting and i love it maybe you just get sick what do you mean that's what i'm saying like maybe you won't turn into a fly maybe you just get sick but oh. i could see like a fly getting into your little science project and messing everything up oh yeah you would uh well no he actually says at one point in the movie he's like it's presenting as some type of weird cancer mm-hmm. so it's still very i don't know it yeah. becomes a little unbelievable but yeah. it wanted towards it's that still end. science fiction yeah anyway and it's it's just very easy to watch like as in not that it's not gross because it is gross, but it's just like an easy movie to watch. You know, if you love horror, you've yeah. probably already seen this. And yeah, which you can't say a, about a lot of Cronenberg no. movies. No, oh no. <laughs> so, anyways, Where? I love The Fly. Great movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my initial thoughts. Uh, I saw this for the first time in eighth grade, Ooh. super late at night with my friend Ed. Um, it came on and we were like, oh shit, we, I, I'd been heard about this movie before. I never I saw this it again. I watched this with my parents. Uh, and I watched it on TNT's Monster Vision. And they showed all of it? They showed the whole movie. They're, they cut parts out. I was going to say. No, yeah. they definitely cut parts out. Um, like they, well, I, I won't get into it. I don't want to yeah. spoil yet. Um, but yeah, I remember watching it and I remember Joe Bob Briggs mm-hmm. being the host of Monster Vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought about this until I started writing this stuff down and I was like, wait. Joe Bob Briggs was on it because mm-hmm. I remember ignoring him and being like, and we would, you know, we, we, not that I'm not a fan of Joe Bob Briggs or anything. I could, but you're eighth I, grade, I could, you honestly, get to the movie. Yeah, honestly, I could take him or leave him. But um, I watch him sometimes. I said I was going to start to get into him. Yeah, he kind of goes off topic a yeah, little bit too much and want, rants too much. Yeah, so. I kind of just want to watch the movie. I like him though. It's just, you know. I like him sometimes. Sometimes I really get in the mood for it yeah. where I was like, I want to watch a host and I want to learn about the movie and stuff. And he's great for that and he does some really good movies, but eh. Like I said, eh, I could take him or leave him. Gotcha. Um, and even and back then, you know, I was twelve. Yeah. In this was in ninety eight. Yeah. I think. Anyway, me and I watched it, and then from then on, I've I've seen it throughout the years here and there. Yeah. Watched it. Um. Uh. But this is the first time I think I've rewatched this since like my late twenties. I oh, haven't seen this in really? a, I haven't seen this in a long time. God, I think I watched this like two years ago. Yeah, I, I haven't. Latest. I haven't seen it in a minute. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, it's a good movie. It's fine. You know, whatever. It's gross. Yeah. It's it's a fun watch. Um, and I, like I never really went back to it. And watching it this week, 
th- this movie You're like, what the heck? fucking fantastic. You're kicking yourself away Yeah, for I was so like, long. why haven't I watched this in so long? That's why I'm so surprised, because this is definitely Dude, right up your fucking Right, alley. exactly. And I just, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. it's The Fly. It's the, it's David Cronenberg's The Fly. You don't even fly. have a it's shirt. Like, I, I know. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with me? Um, I never thought it was anything that great until I watched this. I was like, wow, this is really fucking... Mm-hmm. It's a very thoughtful movie. Mm-hmm. It's gross. It's really gross. It's shockingly gross. Mm. Um, it's beautiful. The makeup effects all hold oh, up pretty well. Definitely. Um, this is possibly the best body horror movie of all time. Okay. I don't know of any other body horror that's better that's better than this. Um, which makes sense because you know Cronenberg basically yeah. invented and popularized body horror. Um, there's lots of layers and themes in it. Uh, the you know the whole fear of technology mm-hmm. thing, and there's like diseases and yeah diseases and I think it's yeah. probably some abortion. Yeah, there's all these themes, about yeah. you know there's all of these things being explored. Um, mm-hmm. And there's this really wonderful and like truly tragically sad love story at the whole core of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the very center of the movie, this is a love story, um, and it's almost. <laughs> Again, you're going to start moaning. This movie is almost like Shakespearean. Mm. And, and some of the shit that happens. I just wanted to moan. Can I say Shakespearean? You can. I think a lot just, of stuff it's is very, very yeah. it's, a tr- it's a very tragic mm-hmm. movie. It definitely is. It's so sad. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking sad. And the writing is just amazing. There's there's a lot of dark humor in parts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a fucking great movie. It's fantastic. And I... Don't know why I haven't watched it in the last like 10 years. Well, now you did. Yeah, now I was so happy I watched. I actually watched it twice. It's a good thing we got Bug Month. Yeah, Bug Month. <laughs> um, and then I just wanted to say something else. I wanted to talk for a second about this movie and a little bit about David Cronenberg. Cronenberg, Berg. Um, <laughs> uh, this, I think this is, I think this is probably Cronenberg's most popular movie. I would say yes. Maybe yeah. a history of violence. No, it's this. You think it's, it you has think it's to fly- be this, okay. yeah. I think you're right. Um, and it's definitely the most accessible movie. I think so too, yeah. A lot of Cronenberg movies are him, and I read this, and this is his approach to filmmaking, is he likes to present ideas, and he likes to ask questions in his movies yes. that he doesn't necessarily answer. Mm-hmm. He just postures these like thoughts and these things, and he puts it in a movie, and it, there's no... Sometimes there's no beginning or middle or end. There's no nice, neat conclusion to a lot of them. It, a lot of them are just like just him throwing shit at the wall and be like, what do you guys think of this? Yeah. I have these weird thoughts about, or these, you know, terrifying thoughts about these things, about sex, about about technology, mm-hmm. about reproduction, about mm-hmm. science, and about like all this stuff. And, and he just throws it out there and it's it it has all this stuff and he doesn't necessarily... You don't necessarily understand it. Sometimes I get the feeling like he doesn't necessarily understand what he's doing. And watching movies... Yeah, he's trying to make you think, Right. So think like Dead Ringers, which I just watched. Videodrome, very Mm -hmm. much Videodrome. Existence, which I know a lot about, but still didn't watch. Naked Lunch. These movies don't really make sense. Mm -hmm. It's just him exploring all these different themes and ideas. And it's a very interesting approach to movies. But the casual moviegoer is not going to be on board for that you know mm-hmm. they're not they're gonna watch video journey. what the fuck did i just watch but even like, if you watch the fly like you those themes are there but, but you're listen, not just thinking about but that's the what themes, i'm yeah. saying that's why this is his most popular i Definitely. think because in this movie he plays by the rules 
he has a story, mm-hmm. he has a beginning, he has a middle, and he has an end, and there's a conclusion, and you can strip away all of this, the themes that he's exploring, and you just have a really cool yes. body horror mon- monster movie. Very cool. But if you go, you can go deeper with that and look at all the themes he's, he's exploring about a uh, man's relationship with technology, mm-hmm. you know, in the very end culmination of the movie, like it's very prevalent. Um, and you can look at just all of the shit that he's exploring about evolution and mankind becoming something else and all the shit that he normally does. Yeah. But you can take that out of this one and it, there's still a movie. If you took out all the themes and shit going on in Videodrome, if you took all of that oh, out, yeah, it's, you, you, you wouldn't know. have yeah. any idea what was going on. You'd I mean, most people even totally, with the themes even don't with the shit in there, you don't know what, yeah. he, what he's talking about. Um, and that's why I think this is probably the most popular. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, if you were ever going to introduce somebody to Cronenberg, you would start with this movie mm-hmm. because this is easy. And then you, go, you move on to like scanners. Like, okay, yeah, this is another it's kind of a yeah. superhero type movie. And then you go on down the line and then eventually you get to Videodrome and Dead Ringers and all these mm-hmm. weird ass movies he's made. Um, amazingly weird ass movies. Agreed. But Cronenberg, like I said, he's just one of the most fascinating directors in all of horror and all of cinema. And I cannot wait to see um, uh, f- crimes of, was it Future Crimes. What the fuck is it called? It went right on my head. The new movie's got it coming out. Yeah, like we next just month. saw a... Future Crimes? Sure. Future... Oh. Crimes of the Future. Cri- yeah, Future Crimes. That's what... <laughs> crimes of the Future. Crimes of the Future. Um, can't wait to see that. It's, spo- it's supposed to be a return to classic Cronenberg. They're supposed yeah. to be, uh, people were walking out of theaters. I know, but it got for, like a yeah, 12 minute applause. For which, which Cronenberg, you want people walking out of theaters. That means it's Cronenberg being Cronenberg. And then it has Cronenberg. like some big names in it too. Yeah, you Kristen know? Stewart. Sean uh, Bean. Um, uh, Not, is he, Viggo, yeah. Viggo, Viggo Mortensen, Viggo that's Mortensen, what I'm talking yeah. about. Wrong. Wrong. wrong uh, uh, I was going to say wrong Lord of the Rings character. <laughs> Yes, Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, I can't wait to see it, man. It's coming out like next month, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's actually. Anyway, just soon. just one of the most uh, like fascinating filmmakers of all time. I I really like David Cronenberg. I've seen I haven't seen every single one of his movies, mm-hmm. but damn, I do enjoy some David Cronenberg. Anyway, spoilers, ahoy, ahoy. Oh boy, boy. Let's do some frightening facts. Frightening facts. <laughs> All right, if you didn't know by now, I've only said his name at least like 20 times. Uh, this is directed by David Cronenberg. Wow, I had no idea. And it was written, the short story was written by George Langelon. Uh, the screenplay was written by David Cronenberg and Charles Edward Pogue. Mm-hmm. The cast, the almighty Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> one of uh, our favorite people. National treasure, got it. Gina Davis, John Getz, Joy Bushel. What does he get? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe someone told a joke and John Getz. He just gets George Chuvalo, Michael Culverman, David Cronenberg has a he's one of the gynecologists mm-hmm. in the in the one in one of the most terrifying scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. Carol was there. <laughs> you Sean know. Hewitt, that shit, shit is even for a guy that shit's <sighs> disturbing. Uh Anne Green and Typhoon, the baboon. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Uh, the budget for this was fifteen million. Ooh. The domestic gross. 40.5 million Ooh. the international gross 60.6 million this so movie was a hit. this movie was a major success people loved this movie when it came out crazy i did not expect that yeah no it was very much it, it gets rave reviews I mean, oh, absolutely. anything 
I just feel like you think you're like the 80s and like you're going because you wanted to see Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis and yeah. then you get this. Yeah. Well, yeah, people were already acquainted with uh, Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum. Actually, is this the movie that they fell in love on and got married? Is it this movie? I have no idea. Or is it Earth Girls Are Easy? Problem. Have you seen Earth Girls Are nope. Easy? Whichever really? one was first, I'm assuming. I think I think they fell in love and Earth Girls Are Easy. Wow. What, what year is that? It's like 83. Sure. I don't know. Why doesn't it have the date? What? When the fuck did it come out? 1988. So right around the same time. Yeah. Uh, actually, two years after The Fly. But yeah, they were married for a while. They had a kid, all this stuff. Right? Did they have a kid? I don't know. I didn't look that up. Um, yeah, they're married from 87 to 91. So Okay, they're married for a while. I remember that whole period, though, where they were together. It, they didn't have any kids. Okay. All right. Fun. Probably because they didn't want any slug babies. <laughs> Uh, yeah. This won an Academy Award for Best Makeup. Duh. Yes. Duh. Uh, of course it did. If anything else had won, that would have I been I saw a, that. Uh, an upset. Uh, in competing movies for August 1986, we have... the All these movies came out in August 86. And let me tell you, what a fucking summer to be alive. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 came out. Ooh. Friday the 13th Part 6 came out. Ooh. Jason Lives. I talked about that That's a couple a episodes. One. The Flight of the Navigator came out. I loved that movie when I was a kid. You never saw nope. a fight in that movie? Nope. Really? Never. Go back. You will nostalgia so hard. Nostalgia. Stand by me. Oh. Howard the Duck. Oh God. And Night of the Creeps. Okay. Pretty awesome yeah. summer. Yeah. Indeed, I wasn't alive, so. But you were already like thirty-five. <laughs> so. Shut the fuck up. So it must have been great for you. Every goddamn episode. <laughs> I am not that old. Just older. Just older. That sounds worse. <laughs> All right, uh, you got some facts for us? Yeah, I'll read you some facts. So, in a 1987 interview on Sinister Image, Vincent Price revealed that Vincent when... Vincent Price? <laughs> when this remake what was... What did Vincent Price say? ...was released, star Jeff Goldblum wrote him a letter saying, I hope you like it as much as I liked yours. Price was touched by the letter. He composed a reply and went to see the film, which he described as wonderful right up to a certain point. It went a little too far. Aww. Doesn't say which point. I'm trying to figure it out. The, I, there could be many points I'm thinking. I, Vincent Price. Uh, but he, I imagine it's the baby one. I imagine thing. that it's the baby. I, I imagine he was old school and was like, that's too much. That's yeah. fucked up. Disgusting. But he was in a movie where his character like rapes a bunch of women too. So like, what the fuck, Vincent Price? What? No, nah, he's not saying anything bad. He's we'll just saying it went a little too far. I'm sure a lot of people Some of the so. shit you made, yeah, the effects weren't as good. But some of the he shit went, you made effects, went is pretty... All right. Well, anyways, moving on. Maybe not as far as slug births, so, but... So, to like, elaborate on the winning the award for Best Makeup or whatever, the first name mentioned in the end credits is Chris Wallace. Um, yes. As the creator and designer of the Brundlefly makeup. Gremlins. Yes. As, yes. After a screening, the audience cheered upon seeing the first credit. Producer Stuart Kornfeld turned to Wallace and said, you're getting the Oscar. Kornfeld's prediction came true when Wallace did, in fact, win the Academy Award for Best Makeup, which was the only nomination and award the film received from the Academy. And Wallace of course, claimed, because it's yeah, horror. Oh, yeah. They would still do that. Wallace claimed that this was probably because his name was listed first. So that's really cool. So good for him. Yes. And um, his effects on this movie are amazing, like, they yeah. hold up. Almost all of them hold up. There's some that don't, but the yeah, it's mo good enough, I most think. of it does. Yeah, definitely. Um, after watching some of his early films, director Martin Scorsese, Scorsese asked to meet David Cronenberg. Upon oh, this is great. Yes, yeah, yeah. Upon meeting him, Scorsese, 
I can't even say his name. Scorsese said he looked like a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon. This inspired, <laughs> he does. Yes, this inspired Cronenberg to give himself a cameo as the gynecologist. As the gynecologist. Um, <laughs> two more for you. The fly's vomit was made from honey, eggs, and milk. That's very simple. Not bad, yeah. Let's make some of our own Because it this. looks so gross. I don't have milk. Milk uh, doesn't live in this house. Oh, that's right, because Michael is a, a little pussy. Also because it's disgusting. His stomach is... Uh, and David Cronenberg was surprised when the film was seen by some critics as a cultural metaphor for AIDS, since he originally intended the film what? to be a more general analogy, analogy, blah, 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 analogy for disease itself, terminal conditions like cancer, and more specifically, the aging process. So yeah, I think that's part of it for sure. But there's so many yeah, things being but explored. Like you said, in this. he was surprised yeah. that they even called on to that there was that like AIDS, disease was a part of it. Well, it was a big part of it. I so. mean, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Oh yeah, yeah. Brundle uh, says a lot. Like I might be contagious. This is a disease yeah. presenting as cancer, and like yeah. So those are my fun facts. More specifically, I think it's I think it's exploring diseases that technology can possibly give to us. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Does it? Um, there's it. another to go along with that Scorsese. Scorsese. Scorsese one. Uh, there was something like Scorsese wanted to meet David Cronenberg, but he was scared. <laughs> he was like intimidated. He's like, I don't know, man. That's, that that guy's, dude's crazy. That guy's creepy. And then David Cronenberg responded. He was like, LOL. Like Scorsese made. Oh, fuck. It went right out of my head. Scorsese made this film and he's afraid of me. Oh. Or he made like, uh, what did he make? I wonder what film he was talking about. Damn it! It's on here. It's on the the, the trivia. Oh, because I didn't see that. I thought that was I thought that was the the fact that you were gonna say. No, I only maybe I didn't go down that far. There was a lot. So, well, let's go. Blah 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 blah. Reading facts. Don't see what you're saying because it's not in here. Facts. Oh, this is fun. I noticed Mel Brooks. As uh, one of the producers. Yeah, I saw that too. Mel Brooks didn't want people to know he was a producer for the film because he thought people wouldn't take it seriously if they <laughs> knew he was involved. When people did find out, he decided to make the most of it by handing out dealy yeah, boppers at the premiere. Dealy boppers? What's a dealy bopper? I don't know, like noisemakers? What the hell is a dealy boppers? I don't know, but I don't see the... Oh, they're like, they're like the... You know the stuff that my daughter wears on her head with like the headband and like the ears. And oh the... yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not sure why he did that. Why not? <laughs> Damn it! Where was it? Ew! William Defoe was considered for the role of Brundle. Can you imagine? It would have been a very different movie. Yes, I can't even picture his face right now. I don't think it would have been as good. I can't even like. Anyway, I can't find it. Imagine like the, uh, no, like the chemistry, how that would work out. Anyways, I don't know. Oh, this one's fun. Gina Davis was an ex wasn't acting when Jeff Goldblum's right ear falls off. Her reaction in the film was genuine, and she was genuinely shocked when it was filmed. And David Cronenberg kept the take of her reaction in the film. Nice. <laughs> I nice. love that that type of shit. Originally, a project for Tim Burton to direct. I could have seen that. It that. probably it probably wouldn't have been I as would, crazy. You though. know what? I would have been like dark. I would have. I would really like to see Tim Burton's take on The Fly. No. That'd be interesting. It'd be like Johnny Depp and Helena Bottom <laughs> Carter. Yeah. And a musical. Yes. <laughs> my ear has fallen off. Oh, my ears. <laughs> um, that was really stupid. <laughs> uh, okay. That's enough for Friday yeah, Facts. Yeah, let's get to some spook specifics. Some uh, spooky specifics. Spook what do we specifics. have to say about this movie specifically? 
Well, start off like we already mentioned that score was a oh, vibe. Score so good. Enjoyed yeah. it for sure. And this was like the era of Gina Davis and her beautiful messy hair and her beautiful face, and also who doesn't love Jeff Goldblum and his pleasant voice? Yes, Jeff so right Blum. off the bat, you could see their chemistry, which was nice. Jeff Goldblum is so great. He uh, when he really started getting schizo and he was like talking really fast. Dude, his acting he like, was like really great. nailed it. Yeah. yeah, he was really eccentric and weird and paranoid at the one point and like he's acting all like a fly and shit he's oh crazy his eyes are skittering around all all over the place towards the end of the movie and he's doing that twitch thing Mm -hmm. very very i he must have like studied flies (laughs) (laughs) anyways no i thought i just think he he was really great in this movie and i I thought the acting was i don't wonderful he really went for would have been a really interesting choice but i'm glad it was jeff goldblum yeah yeah agreed uh (laughs) So very similar character to his character in Invasion of the Body. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah it was definitely a good uh, horror moments for him. Uh, I do like that we get into it pretty much right away. You know, they're already meeting and talking and he's pushy. Yeah. And we know that he's serious. And then we pretty much like and then boom, we're going to his his little lab to see his place to see his experiment yeah, yeah. and how hard and far he's come so we don't have to like how hard and how far hard. He's yes come. i don't know i'm saying things and so we don't have to wait for <laughs> no, us to see him develop over time like we're already to the point where he's got an idea and it's yes. been worked on it's very well paced I, I, yeah. absolutely agreed um uh, so there's a there's a partner in the beginning because Gina Davis has this ex boyfriend that she's trying desperately to. But like, she also works for him. E- yeah, at some points in the movie, uh, like we get into the movie and she yeah. eventually like quits and she's got her own story. But she's like she said at one point she's trying to scrape the residue of her past life off mm-hmm. of her shoe. And this guy just won't leave her alone. He's a creep. Yeah, but then she kind of like wants him around at the end. She needs somebody to help her. She's pregnant. She doesn't have any connections. He he does. He has lots of money and lots of connections. She needs help. She's desperate. Yes. She might possibly have a fly larva growing yes. in her stomach. She don't care who's going to help her. Which is fine. But like, what if he said no because she pushed him away? So like, we got to think like there's, even though he's creepy cross because he there says a lot of weird things, there's something there's good inside something, him yeah. that he's still going to help her. No, you end up, I, you hate him for most of the movie. But, oh, absolutely. But he also becomes like relatable. It's like, hey, he's a sick dude and he sucks, but like he's helping and he cares. Exactly. And he, cares. he still cares enough to help even though she's, He's a piece know? of shit, but he cares. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I agree. But the balls on this guy. Yeah. The fucking balls. Some of the shit that he says. Oh, so creepy. She comes in. Our introduction to him is she comes back to her apartment and he's in her shower. Yeah. And he's, and he's like, like, oh, I still have a key. And he's like, oh, I found a key. And like. No, he had a key. Yeah. The balls to and do he's that. he's following her. <laughs> he's he shows up when she's buying what bundle stuff. creep, yeah. man. Yeah, that definitely dude creepy. Sucked. You know what vibes he gave me? Speaking of 80s movies. Um, what was the dude's name in, uh, you remember in Die Hard? The dude <laughs> yes, with the beard yeah. who was uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was like, well, I can, you know what? That's yeah. exactly what His I thought. His name is John McClane and I can give him to you. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought when I saw him too in this. I was like, yeah. oh, it looks like that guy, but it's funny. I can't think of his name. Yeah. In a lot of eighties movies, if you have a beard, mm-hmm. you're an asshole. Oh yeah. The heroes never have beards in eighties movies. Oh my gosh. Like I just, right? yeah. I think I didn't like research this and look into movies, but I'm pretty sure it was a thing in the eighties where like if character had a full beard and they were like, you know, 40 something year old dude, they were bad. That guy was a bad guy. Yeah. 
I thought that was funny. Anyway, yeah, just just the balls in the sky. Some of the stuff he says. At one point, he says to her something like, "When this is all over, can I give you can I give you a bath or like what does he say? I have it written down. Yeah, I didn't write it down. He's like uh, creepy stuff. He says, "Do I have permission to clean your whole body when this is all over? Ew." (laughs) Like what? What that one point where he's like, what about sex? You know, just stress relieving sex. Is that he's like, is that still on the table? Like, yeah, <laughs> this guy. Man. I think it's just they were like, let's make him as creepy as possible. Oh, really, and it's the 80s dialogue. So, really, you yeah, know. they really made you hate him. Yeah. But I feel like in the end, he kind of redeemed himself a bit. I agree. Definitely. Yeah. But I agree. yeah. Still so. didn't really like him. But eh. well, you don't think that like. Um, Brundle, Brundle, and uh, shit, Gina Davis's character. You know, like they moved like way too fast. It was like, oh, we're gonna see this experiment, yeah. and then now we're gonna bang, and then now we're in love, like obsessed with each other and but jealous. She was and- well. Hold on, that was one thing the movie didn't do very well, and I watched it twice, back mm-hmm. to almost back to back. I watched it two nights in a row. There was and this is like the only thing the movie didn't do very well. It it didn't do a good job with the timeline. Yes, because it just felt like it wasn't. She, no, like she was out. she was there for months filming him and working with him. We only saw like two or three snippets before he gets you know whatever. But they had they had a relationship. They just didn't show enough of it forming. But still, months isn't long enough for me. I don't know. I, to I, be like, but but people there's have, a lot of red flags there, especially the jealousy issues and the. He wasn't like, he got a little drunk because he was jealous. He got, no, that was a red flag. Why? It was. It Dude, was they just, were practically dating at that point. Oh now she's got to go and like see yeah, this guy. Yeah, but he could trust her. I thought it was pretty innocent. He uh, even admitted, he even admitted at the day after he was like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. It was silly. I got a little jealous and then I got drunk and I got upset. I'm sorry. And then he, th- if he didn't do that, he wouldn't have this right. whole freaking situation and problem. Right. But I don't, I, th- I think the love story here and the way that they fell in love is perfectly fine and mm, like perfectly well, love is disgusting. relatable. So my parents uh, fell in love and got married and like like three weeks, three months, something and like that. And then they had you and see what problems we <laughs> See what solved. problems happen when people fall in love too quickly? <laughs> they create offspring like you. Yes. You piece of shit. Exactly. Look I at thought, you. I mean, my parents, they started dating and got married really fast. It was like under a year too. But, yeah. you know, then they got like, you know, separated and oh, My parents dead, are so. still very... St- 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 wait, you're saying that be- your dad fell in love and that's why he died? Yes. What? Love is a cancer. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Melissa. What? Okay. My too, dead dad would think this is hilarious <laughs> you're making me uncomfortable <laughs> i'm not sorry oh my god love gave your dad kids yes like get the ouija board from the, the other fuck is get ro- the elvira ouija you, board you, from the other room we're gonna ask him. have you talked to a therapist at all have you broached the <laughs> idea in, not, of seeing a therapist not this year but yes i have <laughs> <laughs> i know you're laughing i'm being serious here i'm getting my real laughter with you. is is genuine amusement but also like v- just very uncomfortable i'm not kidding no i'm, I'm kidding move it on all right you're upsetting me Paul. no your laughter is he says no laughing okay. laughing's a cancer <laughs> I'm sorry. any joy you feel will eventually lead to your death it will kill you <laughs> That's why I'm miserable all oh the time. Oh my god, that was funny. <laughs> anyways, um, fine. Anyways. So their love story is cute, fine, whatever. I like it. Um, ins- I don't mind it. Inside Out Baboon would have made a fun pet, huh? <laughs> wow. 
Where I would love to know where he's getting these baboons he could, from. Yeah, he just has an endless supply of baboons. Oh, there's like, another one over yeah, there. Yeah, he was like, oh, sorry, I killed your brother. Didn't mean to. Yeah, like Bruh. he puts the one in and, and he cooks and they're both late and then it opens and you see this gnarly oh, effects. It's so, it's so gross. And they're staring at it and he's like, ah, back to the drawing board. And he's like, he's upset, but he's upset because his experiment didn't work. Yeah. He's not really, yeah, not that he doesn't this, seem like, upset about the baboon, the dead baboon being completely turned inside out. Which would be cool. And could, he like already said like this has happened. The baboon could teach people about like baboon anatomy. I guess. And yeah. he said like, you <laughs> know, like oh, it doesn't work on you know living things, which means he tried it already. Right. It almost was like he was proving to her. It's like, look what happens when. Yeah. <laughs> look what happens when I put yeah, this baboon. Yeah. Ah, look, it turns it inside out. Baboon. I can't figure this fucking thing out. Don't keeps, worry, I got it keeps another one. all these monkeys inside out. Yeah. Look, look at this one. Here, let's do another one. <laughs> Throw this one in here. Look, ah, turn that one wait, inside wait, wait. out too. Let's take its mother. Let's take its mother. <laughs> like, oh, where are you getting these baboons? Are you just okay yeah. with it? So All right, so maybe I get him down at the baboon store, you know, maybe down he, on Fifth. He is a grundle already. next to the Chinese restaurant, yeah. you know. They got a they got a ton like, of what baboons. The fuck? <laughs> Yo, this is the other thing, is he he has the steak and he gets an idea and he's like, they're cutting steak. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, let me try to cook the steak in here. It's like What? Because it's organic material. Yeah. yeah. Why did you just use steak the whole time? No, the you didn't baboons have to were already kill there. the baboons. He if has it transports- a budget on baboons, though. <laughs> the steaks weren't on sale. Oh, my God. That was so funny. That's so crazy to me. I mean, I love it, but... So, anyway... So, look what happens when I put this monkey in here. Yeah. <laughs> it gets huh. all crazy I'm looking. not sure if you saw it the first time. Want to do it again? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I wouldn't like to make a point here. So, you talked about Gina Davis and the whole, you know, love story, whatever. Um... Gina Davis falls madly in love with this guy. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, not that. No, that's the wrong one. Which guy? Where did it go? Jeff Goldblum? Grundle. He's so fit. Did you see how fit he was? Oh, here it is. Uh, we know, like, we know, everyone know, like knows, everyone who's seen this movie knows in the back of their head that everything that Brundle goes through, all the horrors that Brundle goes through transforming his spy, we know that they're all Gina Davis's fault, right? This, what? How? It's a it's a classic story. It's a typical story. A woman comes into a focused, centered, and hardworking man's life who's about to change the world and totally distracts him with her wiles and her sex and causes the man's downfall. And subsequently, the entire world suffers for it because we don't have this technology Hold anymore. Hold on. It's Meepa. Adam and Eve Meepa. all over again. Bite. Adam and Eve all over again. <laughs> I know you're joking. But I'm going to stab you now. <laughs> I am joking. Um, it's not her fault. I am joking, but if you look at this movie that way, it's there. No, it's not. It's there. It's not her fault. He could resist but her. Look at, but look at He's all. He's a the, grown ass man. I know. I know. I'm just. I'm just kidding. But. Oh. Uh, hold man. on. We gotta pause. All right. So I was just kidding. Uh huh. Sure. Likely story, pal. I know. Oh my gosh, a fly! Oh, a fly is here. Fly, oh fly. shit! Get the fly swatter. Harry. For our pictures. Um. <laughs> It, okay, I'm joking. But it's there. It's not. It is. It Look is at it. If you want to be this dude, this dude, this dude is. In, that's what I'm saying. It's like, is David Cronenberg? He is not. You don't think so? No. I mean, this is exactly like an Adam and Eve type situation. Like I said, this is not. No, I don't, I don't think this is a David. He doesn't have Cronenberg. any contact with the outside. He's eccentric. He's inside the whole time. A woman comes in. And, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> I was gonna try to get you to admit that it was there. Yeah, it's not there. I don't see it. Damn it. Yeah, damn it. If you're an asshole guy, you see it. 
Well, so that's why you see it. <laughs> exactly. No, nah, I was just joking. It's really, it's really not a thing. But anyway, so he gets into there. With that would, the, yeah, that would cheapen the whole love story aspect. Exactly. It. It's, this it's, true it's love, good. you could feel it. The chemistry. There really is a fly in here now. Um, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get turned into flies. Uh-huh. So, anyways, that's what happens. He gets into his teleport, little teleporting machine. <laughs> a fly. Te- he gets I think drunk. those pods. Those, in there. those pods, by the way, look so fucking cool to me. Yeah, they're very they're, science fiction. They're very like 80s sci-fi. Uh-huh, and it's perfect. The, the yeah. excessive amount of fog that yeah. comes out of them. It's awesome. Which is great because he's like naked and it's like, oh. Oh, that's kind of iconic. Him like, in that, like posing yeah. in the pod before it closes, before the fly goes in with him. This fucking fly is going to die. Where is it? Where did he come from? He's going crazy. We've he never knows had we're a, talking about yeah, this. We've never had a fly on the show. He's actually the special guest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what did you think of the movie? It's the white-headed fly <laughs> from... Help me. <laughs> Help me. Anyway, so it does happen, and then he's Meatball. slowly changing. But we don't know that he's... We know, because we're watching the movie. But you don't know that he's changing into a fly in the beginning because he's just his personality right. is really the change. And he goes from Brundle to grundle because he turns into a giant dick a grundle that means taint he grows into a dick he turns into a giant dick you know a grundle is the part yeah i know yeah so i don't call him brundle after he starts transforming how how does he turn into a giant dick he's like trying to force her into the pod okay which is like scary like he gets that girl from the bar i'm thinking like how does he look like a dick no like a real dick personality wise he like arm wrestles that guy breaks his arm takes the girl you can't arm wrestle for a girl to go home with you that's weird yeah it's weird she's not property she did it anyway well, yeah. You I know, remember she watching was that. I remember probably. watching that whole scene as a teenager and just being like, "This is fucking weird." Yeah, and he's like <laughs> carrying her up the stairs because he's super strong now. He's so fit. He's doing aerobics. 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 <laughs> he's doing like advanced gymnast yeah, shit. Which is like, do flies do that? I don't know. Sure. You never seen a fly on a trapeze? No, this yeah. is the first time. You never see? Yeah, it's I great. Know. Um. So it's like this build up to that, and he's like I said, he turns to a giant dick yeah he turns into a douchebag because yeah. you know it's changing his personality and but flies it, yeah. suck obviously <laughs> eventually kind of like once he comes to grips with it's interesting watching him and this is great writing and great acting by jeff goldblum oh yeah but watching his mind which slowly becomes more and more fractured because if you're going through this you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna lose your mind uh, completely parts of your body are falling off like yeah it, and it really elevates once you see his face is different yeah. the little hairs then it really starts yeah to it really speed starts up. to accelerate well because they do a four-week jump mm-hmm. where they, the scene ends and then he calls her four weeks later yeah. and they haven't seen him or talked to him oh but the body parts but, the nails the oh god oh. yeah so gross but it's it's interesting and it's great writing that he, he's he's slowly like the only way his mind can cope with it is to accept it mm-hmm. and to be like i'm becoming something else something yes. better i'm the next stage in human evolution and you have to join me and and it becomes he, he just really just completely mad scientist uh-huh. loses oh. his mind it's like perfect mad scientist and he's, he's like s- we could be doing this together yeah we could do this to everyone we can just keep splicing can... people together and reach Crazy. this new stage in human evolution it's like dude Which is just bananas because <laughs> yeah. like look at you man yeah but like it's also interesting too that that technology if it hadn't been destroyed you know within the context of the movie they, it could have really been taken and done mm-hmm. something with. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Which is another tragedy in the movie is that, like, all that technology is lost and, like, you know. Mm-hmm. But is it too dangerous? 
you know that was another whole question they were asking uh, um you were talking i i just saw this little blob of notes here you were talking about how they fell in love too quickly and like yes yeah, so how it turns into a douchebag yeah i don't know i disagree she she falls madly in love with this guy if you really look at it because of all the stuff you said um she does everything that she can for him the yes. entire movie yes. he cheats on her he he treats her like shit he kicks her out and then he really starts to change and get gross. Like mm-hmm. you can't even mm-hmm. look at him. He's just disgusting. And she is still there for him. Yeah. The entire movie. Right up until the end, she doesn't want to shoot him. Like, I know, I he know. He is no longer a person. He is a disgusting, hideous but creature. But that was so frustrating to me. Cause and I, then she's crying and yeah. she really, really like, loved him. He needs to be shot. Like, come on. Like, look at him. Well, they did. She's she, suffering. She shoot, I know, but she, she was like, no, him. no. Like, yes, bitch, do it. What if this all happened to Mike? You would be, that'd be awful. Dude, if Mike cheated on me, I'm out. Well, we no, stopped uh, there. Minus that. Well, if he just started turning to a fly. If Mike started turning to a fly and you had to put him down eventually, it would be horrible. Yes, but <laughs> like he did all this other awful stuff first. That's all I'm I saying. I would have been out. I thought you were going to be like, yes, but single. Hey, <laughs> never had sex with a fly before. I told you I'd try everything once. Ew, oh, gross. Then <laughs> you'd end up like this bitch. You'd end up yeah. pregnant with uh, a maggot. Well, we don't know. That's just her dream. How upsetting was that scene? That was the worst thing I've ever saw. First off, just baby stuff in general. So when they yes, go in know. there, we I know. was disgusted. <laughs> uh, and then like mm, the little wormy thingy came out and I was just like, nope, nope. Nope, that's the grossest nope. part of the movie. It is. It's. It's so. It's so upsetting. And I feel like so relatable when she's like, "I don't want it in my body," and she has that giant freak out. Like, yeah. girl, yes. Yeah. Well, I think anyone would. If. But that's just me in regards of any baby. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, that's just how honest. you feel. You don't yeah. want another life form in your. It, uh, it really, human to me, not, it feels like yeah, like violation. I, it yeah. does. Like I think of it as like a parasite. So okay. this is even worse. This is like the worst thing in the world. Okay. Um, yes, and you've said that very many times in the and show I'm that you gonna, really yeah. just don't like I that mean, shit. I mean, hey, you and mom, good for you. I'm proud, happy for you, but yeah, yeah. it ain't for no, me. It's, yeah. Um, uh, okay, uh, when I saw this for the first time, I very, very, I believe that I ran to the bathroom. David Cronenberg has more of a direct line in my gag reflex than any <laughs> other director has ever had. Yeah. I could stomach anything. For some reason, David Cronenberg's shit gets Does to me. Does a lot of nasty stuff. And... When Brundlefly melts the bearded creep ex-boyfriend's hand Dude. and then melts his foot, foot yeah. the effects are gnarly and gross. They're so good. But the thing that gets me is this dude is, and I, I attest uh, this to um, David Cronenberg, not so much the actor. I don't think that I, I, he's an okay actor. But the way that he reacts to it is he's more going into shock yeah. and he's sweating mm-hmm. And it's very, very painful. He screams at first and he's screaming, but mm-hmm. eventually he like kind of checks out and he's like, oh my God, he's moaning and he's like, oh, and he's sweating and he's yeah. going into shock. Just the whole thing felt really realistic and yes. disturbing and gross. And yeah, every time I do that to people, that happens. And, I'm and it's like, every time yeah, you vomit melting acid onto people's body parts. Yes, it always looks that, like that. That's how they react. Yes. Okay. All right. So th- that's what I mean. It's more realistic, which is more upsetting to me. It's like, oh my God, this is gruesome. Yeah, that whole scene is really gross uh, and really and awful. That's at the very end. So Can you imagine your hand just melting off. I don't want to. Ugh. Yeah, and the whole build up to it, where he's changing and morphing into this more disgusting. Oh, uh, when she grabs creature. his, when she grabs his jaw. It, yeah, and, it and he's got right the, probos- the proboscis. And he's like full, like his like little 
fly leggies coming out of his leggies yeah, yeah. and it's so disgusting i loved it and even before that when he's like slowly turning into a fly and he has to like vomit to like break down yeah his yeah yeah food or whatever all like, those scenes uh, yeah made me so sick remember when he was he he wanted to <laughs> which is why i have this it on is, a t-shirt okay so this is <laughs> another one of the little dark humor parts um where he wants he's like He's like, I'm becoming something new. I'm becoming a new species. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, something to be learned from. You know, I could do, I could do shows and show people Crazy. like what it's like to be Brundlefly and what it's like to be this new yeah, thing. Yeah, and the fact that he gave it that name. And then he sets up, he sets up his video camera and he sets up all his food and he was, he's explaining how a fly works and how Brundlefly works and he's like, this is how I have to eat and this is how I have to this do would this. be very YouTubey if it was today's time. Yeah, and the one the the creep boyfriend is because Gina Davis found the tape that yeah. he took of all this yeah. and he's watching and it cuts out right before he's starts vomiting on all his food and eating it but he was presenting it as like a as like an educational yeah. like kids show like a cooking and show yeah. fucking hilarious that's one of my favorite parts it's so funny and it's delivered because he perfectly, thinks it's just yeah. like i'm a scientist and this is how this is working yeah, so now you're let gonna me learn. show these kids like fucking bill nye like yeah <laughs> bill, oh my god bill, it was so bill. funny yeah i love this movie it is great all around yeah um I don't really have anything else. No. Nope. Um, uh -huh. The only thing I, the only really end thing I have about the ending is I did think that the ending pod teleport shot is a bit on the cheesy side where he's like coming out. He's like full ant and he's coming out. Yeah. And he gets like, sh like, um, I don't know. It like gets him, you know, teleports him. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, he's like half out of the pod. It looks a little cheesy. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what and you're his talking about. His fly body's like hanging half out. The CGI wasn't perfect. And then how did it doesn't hold up so much now? So the that logic, was a little cheesy. The logic to, uh, oh, this is the other person. Well, say it. Sorry. Uh, our other friend is here. Band practice is going to be ensuing very soon. Shortly. Um, but what's that going to say? The logic behind, so he comes like halfway out of the teleporter yes. and the teleporter grabs him and and then also he sends him to the the fusion one yeah and now he's fused with the fly seth brundle and the machine yeah i think that's exactly what it is but like machine. he was sending stuff like why did it assemble the machine i didn't get that i, I don't know i thought that was kind of a whole but this where, is like, literally the only thing that i was like well eh, i don't really care for that but the perfect the movie's near perfect yeah so but I in the end care. that's that's the whole culmination i was talking about initial thoughts too was that like it's the whole like nature humanity mm -hmm. uh technology mm -hmm. like how they all intertwine and how like technology is going to turn the natural into the unnatural and it's mm -hmm. going to it's going to steal humanity and it's going to you know give you a worm baby rape the natural <laughs> world and all yeah. this stuff and that's one of the th it's a very major cronenberg theme he really explores it in videodrome yeah with like the influence of like media and yeah hard to understand if you're not into cronenberg you know you watch a videodrome and you just don't get it yeah but here you gotta i'm gonna go back and listen to our videodrome episode or you the listeners Go back and listen to it. Yes, indeed. Do it. And go watch it. Video Jones great. I fucking love that movie. Eh, if you like, what's his face? All hail the new flesh. <laughs> um, that's what he says, right? Yes. Uh, I think that's all I got. That's all I got. Cool. Uh, you want to do some freaky favorites? Let's do it. Favorite kill. Well, uh, technically, I don't think he really dies, at least not right away. Uh, it's when he pukes all over the creep guy at the end. The effects are great, and it's no, just disgusting. No. Well, you don't know. Maybe, like, afterwards, he probably succumbs to his yeah. injuries. He lost his foot and his hand, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, so he, he, could, he could die. I'm sure there's some. I don't think he died. Well, he's still my favorite kill. <laughs> okay. 
my favorite kill, and it's really not my favorite kill. It's probably like my least favorite kill. But it just it was so tragic and so sad and so Aww. well done was Brundlefly. Yeah, it just it was really sad. It was cool. They blew his head off. It's so funny, David Cronenberg. Like you look at that thing and mm-hmm. you're like, wow, look at that shit. Yeah, and you're like, this is cool. This is a cool horror movie. Oh, dude. And you don't think like, and then what happens? And Gina kills him and stuff. It's 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 like. Why am I so sad? Like that thing is crazy looking, and she's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a very interesting like. Because there's still you love. Took, you took this thing that looks grotesque, and he just looks so and maybe pathetic, a little, and maybe a little silly, and like it's over the top, and it's crazy gross, and you're really making me upset about you this. You can feel the sadness right. in his big bug eyes. Yeah, it's just it's funny. No other, I don't think any other director could make me feel that way about something that looked like that. Yeah, it's just. It should be silly. It should be like you should be laughing at it, mm-hmm. but you're not. You're like this is very upsetting. She loved him. Yeah. Ah, I love this movie. Romance. So good. Favorite character. Um, the baboon that survives. <laughs> but then also like um, I think both Veronica, that's her name, and Brundle yeah. were pretty likable until he starts transforming. You know. Even then, I felt so bad for him. But when he like is a jerk for a while, he's trying to get her in there, trying to get the other girl in there. He like was it's just sick. Though. I know, but still, it's like <laughs> his brain makes was him a little less likable. I guess. But I feel like they're both very likable characters. So, yeah. but I'm still picking the baboon because I want to. I picked Veronica. Quife. Q U A I F E. Queef. Got it. Are you sure Cronenberg wasn't trying to go for Queef? Maybe. I don't know. They don't even need last names. Just Brundle. Yeah. Favorite quote. Um, when he says, I'm saying, I'm saying I, I'm an insect who dreamed he was a man and loved it. But now the dream is over and the insect is awake. That's such a deep, Dude, that's deep such a good line. line. Yeah, so good. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of deep dialogue that we probably should have talked about more. But yeah. well, I could really take another hour and talk about this movie. It's so good. But uh, alas, we do not have the I time. I have a couple of favorite quotes. Do it. It made it us, me and the fly. We hadn't mm-hmm. even been properly introduced. <laughs> Yeah, he had a lot of good lines. You're too chicken shit to be a member of the dynamic duo club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, I puked on my tricycle. Yeah. Um, he does. Oh, that was the other thing we didn't talk about. Oh, God, there's so much in this movie. That whole stuff where he talks about, and David Cronenberg loves talking about the flesh. Yes. Though all of the lines that uh, Seth Brundle said about, about hopping back into the gene pool and coming mm-hmm. out as pure mm-hmm. and like... Um, you know, the poetry of flesh and all of the deconstructing and reconstructing and purification, like all of the shit that he's talking. This movie is so fucking complex and deep and I don't know. That's very Cronenberg. Yes. Yes. Love this movie. Uh, I think it's amazing. Highly recommend. One of the best monster body horror transformation movies. Bug movie. Yeah. Also bug movie. I, I can't recommend this movie enough. It's amazing. It blew me. At this time, this is the first time that I've watched it again since I said since my 20s. Mm-hmm. It blew me away. I was like, how have I not been watching this movie? Yeah, so I'm shocked. So right up great. your alley. Amazing movie. Yep. And that will do it for yeah. episode 96. Oh, close to 100. What's going to happen at 100? We don't know. Probably nothing. <laughs> Probably nothing. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, we hope you dug the episode. You can check us out online uh, on social media at Forsaken Cinema on Instagram. Um, you can go to our website, ForsakenCinema.com, where you can message us. You can go to our Tee Public, get some merch. You can do everything. You listen to all the episodes. You can read about the little history of the show, all that junk. Um, bling a bling bling and all that is. Or you can just email bling a bling bling and all that is. It's yep. true. Or you can. <laughs> 
Or you can email us, uh, podcast at gmail.com. And you should drop us a line. Let us know what you think of yeah, the show. We love talking. Yeah, suggest movies. We love talking to you guys about uh, all all things horror. Yes. Um, and wherever you're listening, we're available on every streaming podcast podcast streaming platform. Uh, wherever you're listening, please rate, review, subscribe, share. It really helps the show. Um, and I think that's it. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.